The train headed for Sunset City will be departing soon. Don't forget to give us the final count in, Nick. Well, well, we're on. Welcome to Sunset City, <laughs> a podcast for the classic and modern age. Oh, God. I'm Nick. <laughs> I think. Next to me, I, I also have Nick in dog form. <laughs> woof, woof. Sonic w w dogs, guys. Wolf, wolf ears. I don't know. Sonic puppers. I don't know. Uh, Go woof yourself. Wayne. Uh, I'm scared. Is here. And Wayne is here. <laughs> Wayne is here. Sometimes he's boss. Sometimes he's just here. One but all things. times wizard. Yes. Uh, and Otis. Oh, thank you, Otis. I will be talking about that shortly. Uh, and last but not least, we have Cirrus, who is also streaming over on his end of things as well. So hello to everybody in Cirrus's audience. Uh, yeah, in an existential nightmare. <laughs> we'll get our energy back. Uh, we've got a big fun topic for today. Uh, we're going to be ranking all the Sonic intro levels, but before we do that, we do have a little bit of Sonic news we should probably go over. Uh, not not a great deal of stuff. I know they've um, finally officially announced the Jack's toys for the hot yeah. dog. You guys going to be getting in any of them? When did this come out? The street date is the 27th, but I have seen Ricardo uh, <laughs> grab his from wherever he got his. I I will probably... I think the one that I'm most looking forward to is getting the Jim Carrey Robotnik. That's that's, that's just me. Coffee. <laughs> yes, it's got coffee and, and an egg. I should I also wanna... say, uh, real quick, I did. I, I am getting all my stuff out of order here. Uh, any any super chats will be read at the end of the show as per usual. I know we have people that are used to it, but just in case you don't know, thank you for all your support, and we will be giving you the the due diligence it deserves at the end of the show. Anyway, back to the very good. <laughs> I'm gonna get them and just display them in my store. Um, actually, I might get like two sets if I can, just so I can have some in my store and some in my house. You should charge your store for sharing in your property. What? No. Because they're displaying it's a... your property. It's therefore they're renting so... what belongs to you, so you can charge them for it. <laughs> or alternatively, just write off them as a tax expense. So they'll just tell me not to, to have it there then. Yeah, well, that's, then, that's what... Then when, when, they have all, when they have all oh. the power... It, speaking of which, I gotta finish my taxes. Oh god. Oh, yeah, me too. That's a reminder, everybody. Welcome to Sunset City, where we rem remind you not to get cucked by the IRS. Oh, I always know when when taxes are due. Uh, tax day is my birthday. Welcome no. to Tax Evasion City. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we call this Yoshi's Island. <laughs> Look, we will fight with the Batman. But the IRS? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, toys aside, what else happened? Uh, we did get the cover art for the one-shot uh, movie tie-in comic from IDW. Which oh, it looks cool. so good too. It's a nice cover. 
it looked not only did we get that we also got the uh the three cover arts showing sonic knuckles and tails and this time the one with tails actually has colleen's name on it the poster not cover art but yeah yeah poster uh, yeah yeah i love those posters man when i saw the three of too. them together i was like dude this is this is the vision man this is this is what sonic is all about you know it makes me very happy i i am very very happy this entire time they've been promoting this video it's been very centered on the sonic characters and I hope that's it, the case for the movie itself. It's so great because it feels like just viewing the marketing, it seems like they've really and I think I've said this before, but it feels like the shifting gears on what the priority for the film is. And it's really just it's a fucking Sonic movie. I did make this joke on Twitter and Lulu just reminded me of it. Um, the prequel comic. I just got strong yep. vibes of Squeakwolf. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, the jokes got where I wanted them to go in the comments as well. It was like, well, Sally's confirmed. They already got the render from the other movies, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they, just take the, they just take the skeleton from one of the chipmunks just and just go, go yeah, all right. Take the chipette. Now, there you go. Now give it tits. There we go. Blue vest. Good to go. <laughs> oh, man. They really promoting that Sonic's nowhere to see. Yeah, I mean, they do that with a lot of movies, though. If you got a couple of action set pieces, you... you focus up on that and i'm glad yeah. because we really didn't have a lot in that first movie it's a very I... slow movie for sonic I mean, hedgehog yeah what are the big action set pieces like the highway scene and the ending uh yeah. also the bar the bar brawl man i don't really count that that was just like so I, I remember seeing that and thinking wow territory. i sure have seen this a lot ever yeah. since was, over the hedge came out and then everything else with a high speed moving character did this yep i gotta say just from the little we've seen so far the temple the tornado scene and the snowboarding scene i'm assuming those are the big set piece bits for the movie but already yeah. i'm far more excited for the action in this compared to what we saw for that first one looks like they might have I, a little uh, bit more of a budget this time which is very nice I wish there was like a, a playset or something of like a, a little temple with like the little Indiana Jones style traps and everything. I remember being fascinated by stuff like that. Like when I was a kid, I remember making like a whole like little Indiana Jones temple out of Legos just so I could like make the little traps and shit. And Not like it seems like. Possibility. Yeah, I would like to see that. Actually, you know what I might do at some point in the next uh, couple of days? I need to order that Lego Sonic set. Oh, dude, it's great. It... You know, it's funny. Uh, so I was browsing Reddit and one of the uh, one of the posts that I saw on there was immediately just how to improve your Lego Dr. Eggman. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> because well. it's so because he's it's so looking. awkward. He's a yeah. strange looking egg. But I will say this. It kind of justifies itself when you actually see how he's built and everything. Um, but I mainly just like the little egg mobile that he comes in. I do like the Eggmobile. I would just put an actual egg in the Eggmobile at this point compared to that fucking model. <laughs> it's really not as bad up close he's, as it looks. Built but it's not he's great. Just... It's not perfect. It's <laughs> just built different. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's I'm crazy. just imagining that, uh, that everybody won't shut up about Dr. Eggman meme, but it's just that Eggman, the Lego one. Is that a meme? I've never heard of that. Well, what's the Dr. Eggman meme? It's the uh, it's people won't it's the people won't shut up about Among Us 
uh oh like, but it's but it's instead of that it's dr eggman well that's literally any topic that the sonic community latches onto. they're like boomers once they like get their minds set on something they, that's all they talk about until like there's something else to, to go crazy over kids these days and their dr eggman back when i was a child he was dr robotnik and he was a threat that wasn't bad <laughs> Uh, I gotta uh, well, say, being an being an ancient old man now who doesn't understand computers, as I was up super late trying to figure out where my Bluetooth went to, and I still didn't figure it out. Us human beings really don't change, do we? Like all these jokes you make about old people and youth people, I've heard since I was a child, and they haven't changed all this time. Nope. Yeah, no, nope. we're, we're they doomed are, to repeat uh, the cycle. They are adages that will that will maintain. This is why, like, what I, what I, on, on, whenever I talk about things on my channel, like, and there's going to be a point where I am, I am on the opposite side of this just because I'm old. Yeah, it's not the thing I'm, I'm saying, used to. Therefore, it's bad. What I'm saying is the Sonic franchise has just never been the same since Cracker Barrel fired Brad's wife. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I forgot. Oh my God. You have you have you have unlocked memories within me. You're welcome. You've been watching a lot Dude. of Internet Historian recently, haven't you? Yeah, no, I just remembered that one fondly because I thought it was really funny. Oh, God. <laughs> Do we have any further news before we get into the main topic? Yeah, a little bit. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was not anything crazy. What have, what have we covered? We've covered the comic book. We covered the toys. That <laughs> might be everything. There was a new render for like one of those oh, Sonic in 2022 thingies, but it's not really very noteworthy. Oh, I do have one thing. It's it's not a big thing. It has the potential to be something. Probably won't, but I thought it was interesting all the same. Um, and that was uh, first four figures putting a poll out there to just kind of test the waters on a potential Sally Acorn statue. And it huh. did very well. Um, in terms of the polling. That doesn't mean it's going to happen, obviously. Hmm. Um, there's still licensing we have to deal with. And, and of course, you have the people going to war with each other on on Twitter. Be like, this will never happen. This won't, won't ever happen. This or that and the other. You might even say it's monstrously hypocritical. But here's the thing. Um, when it comes to any kind of uh, deals with stuff like this, it's really just a matter of do these companies want to make money? And if they decide we'll give this a shot, that's all it has to take. Because also this week, talking about things that nobody thought would ever happen again in the realm of Ninja Turtles. First off, the comic book series, IDW Ninja Turtle series, is bringing back Venus de Milo, which is notoriously the most hated character in the fandom of the Ninja Turtles. She was the female turtle from the live-action Next Mutation show that happened back in the 90s. Her existence literally split up the two creators of the Ninja Turtles. Like, Jesus. it was that bad. And just wait till April. I've got fun things to talk about with that character. I love her because I love turtles. So as long as there's more turtles, I don't give a shit. But they're bringing her back. That's just the comic side of things. The more interesting thing to me is that they also announced uh, a Slash figure. And what is very interesting about this is that it's the Slash figure 
from the Archie series of Ninja Turtles, which has been out of publication for decades at this point. And I don't know who they have to run by in terms of that. Not every contract is the same between every thing like that. I just thought it was an interesting, interesting parallel there where I always see people saying like, oh, this or that can never come back. There's never a real reason for it outside of just some executives saying, sure, fine, we'll give the A-OK on this. And they have all the rights to Sally. They're still in great uh, relationships. I don't know what I'm talking about. But they still work with Wild Brain, who have the distri distribution rights of the old shows. And again, I got to remind everybody, Ken Penders does not fucking own the Freedom Fighters. So it's just, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I still don't think it's going to happen. But the fact that they're even like putting the feelers out there and it did as strongly as it did, I thought was kind of cool. We could be seeing uh, just like, again, a slow turn in how uh, Sega's treating the Sonic franchise, which might be embracing the larger aspects of it. And that gives me hope. It gives me hopes for Sticks eventually, for Fleetway characters, because they've always been in a on great terms with the creators from that comic series. I don't know. I think it's just a fun idea. So I just wanted to put that out there. I think also, like, the tribal kind of behavior of fans, like people that are getting up in arms and saying, no, this should never happen and stuff. To be fair, if you don't want it, don't buy it. You know? Yeah. It's just let, let the Sally fans have this. Because, yep. like, he ain't got much these <laughs> days. My, <laughs> my issue... Go ahead. Wait, yeah, sorry. my issue. Hey, hey, sorry, and and I don't like. Um, I'm trying not to to call out any any like specific like people or anything like that. I think that where I kind of took issue with it was where they were saying it's just like we don't want this to happen because it'll be like, uh, uh it'll be too much for the uh, the Sally fans, and like they'll take this as an opportunity to like you know um <laughs> we can't let them have this one good thing otherwise they'll they'll uh they'll get uh, they'll get uh too uh spoiled and they'll want more and i'm just like man that is not how executives fucking think yeah i uh, but it, it, i think they were trying to essentially appeal to like the community with that uh more than anything and i'm just like dude you're you're literally just trying to say because you don't want a certain ship to get overshadowed by another ship you want another character to never be acknowledged to even exist again. I love and... that some of those fans are so threatened by a fictional character that has never been acknowledged in the mainline games outside like Spinball. It's just the wildest yeah. thing to me. I don't know. I if like I... the idea that um sorry, go on, Nick. I just think it'll be like I think that's a, a decent middle ground. I pup, you might be aware of this. I don't know how much you, you collect otherwise, but like a lot of like these uh longer standing franchises that have a bit more reach um and that this is definitely the case for the turtles for me specifically they're not a lar larger reach than sonic but uh like batman or any of these other things that have like all these different variations of their character sometimes they just throw out like this nice adult collector's uh statue or they'll do a fun co-line or some bullshit like that where they're not going to be doing much of, of anything with this side of the franchise uh in terms of media but there are still fans of this that are adults now that do have a little bit more expendable income that would just like something like that. And I think that's where the freedom fighters could exist without much, without much issue. You know, it's just this 
other yeah. thing no, they could do. I've been there. I've been there in many ways myself. Like, um, I remember when Spider-Man PS4 came out. This was big pre-No Way Home era, and like there were some folks asking, "Hey, can we get the Raimi Spider-Man costume in this game?" And there, okay, there there were obviously some who you know gave the good fans a bad name, as always is the case. But a lot of people like, I don't think they should add it, blah blah blah, because of this reason and that reason. It's like, dude come on, like, the Raimi series has been discontinued for a while now, like, let us have a little smidge here. And I've never got the sort of mentality of, oh, because some fans are bad, that means that no one should get to have this. That that kind of mentality is the same thing as, like, oh, yeah, whole class detention. Like, fuck off. It's it's literally... Oh, sorry, Wayne. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, like, I've got the first four figures, uh, Majora's Mask replica, with its creepy ass eyes glowing in the background of my office right now i bought that last year when it came out it but they didn't release it because oh there's like uh there's a new push for a, a majora's mask sequel or something like that that's literally just a part of the series that people want to memor- memorabilia of yeah and the 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 idea that people just kind of sink knee deep into tribalism like any any time that the and this is kind of an issue that i think we've all noted with the sonic community in general Every little scrap of info gets taken in, digested, metabolized, and then regurgitated within seconds. So if a figure gets announced uh, for the Freedom Fighters, you know there's going to be, you know that that heat just immediately comes. Or everybody's like, oh my god, does this mean the Freedom Fighters are returning? Like, no, it doesn't doesn't always mean that. But it, it feeds into that tribalism. And I don't think, I don't think corporate executives consider that too much uh, i know a marketing executive would probably look at that and go ah that makes numbers happen that's good we want that i think um, on twitter and i would have no problem with them coming back by the way i think it would be awesome if like through merchandise and stuff sega or you know whatever license holder or something did take the opportunity to bring back previously lost sonic versions or something like that release a sad am toy line from jack specific or something like that like that doesn't mean you have to bring the whole fucking thing back but yeah have like a sally acorn figure have a jim cummings robotnik have a sonic with his mohawk as an action figure like uh you could do the same for adventures of sonic the hedgehog you could literally do like a sonic adventure collectible line where the the action figures are actually low poly just like the dreamcast models oh, and they actually look yeah. the way they did in the game sonic like Jam, well, baby. didn't um didn't we just in the past year have like a mecha sonic like figure come out or we toy? did yeah. uh, i was gonna yeah. say and i made a joke on twitter at that time i was like like you know in, in some small way this is the first we've had like like the mohawk in figure form in a long time. I guess because it is the mohawk it, that that buzzsaw. And I fucking love it. Yeah. It's a literal buzzsaw. Um, yeah, like I would, I certainly wouldn't scoff at um, a Greg Martin styled Sonic statue. They have been using that on occasion in merchandise. Like there are posters, like on, on Hot Topic, of just the old game covers. Uh, mm. It's not a one for one, but like they did a Funko of the Sonic Two Sonic, even though it's not the correct one because it's not the greg martin style um yeah yeah but like that's just how you celebrate these other smaller bits of the franchise and i don't know man like yeah branch out like if that's where you want to feed off some nostalgia do it in merchandise who gives i think yeah if because like sega keep releasing things like oh yeah here's here's a mega drive plushie and here's a a master system plushie and stuff it's like you arrogant fucks i don't care about your console i care about what was on it 
And like, I think, you know, if you release more merchandise of different niche corners of Sonic or Nights into Dreams or Jet Set Radio or stuff like that, you know, like Sega likes to say, oh, yeah, we're going ham with the merch this year. But really, they're really only scratching the surface. I will say I did almost buy that uh genesis plush I it's okay that it. you did didn't you, yeah didn't you say you hated it i only hate the material that it's made out of and that's that's oh, the, the part that turned me off of it. i love that it's like i i want to buy it. i just hate literally everything it's made Every, out of, i but... hate literally no, everything no, it like, is i know i like the uh i like the thing i just don't like uh the the texture we that know what you're saying we just of. we just hope you understand how silly you sound <laughs> No, I refuse. I love. I love okay, we, I we love don't. We don't need so to. Much, we don't need to talk by a way. We, yes, we, we got. Do. We got time. time. We got. We, got, we, we, we got. We got other things to talk about. <laughs> we do. Just leave Wayne alone. Let's, um, let's get to the main okay, topic Wayne? of today. Are you wounded? Are, are you? Are you wounded? Are you crying? Dry, dry those tears, buddy. I like pod. I like pop. Is just like oh, again, again. Oh. <laughs> no, he died canonically. That's what we're going with. Um. So. Um. Yeah. No. Another thing I was thinking is looking to the future, um, especially if Sonic is doing multiverse stuff in Sonic Prime as well. Uh, and, and this is where, you know, you take the statue of Sally, treat it as a seed and grow it into something that's probably very unlikely. And then put in I still like the idea, like, obvious, obviously <laughs> Sonic Prime is a multiverse show. We know that much. Um, I, would I would hope that Sega have been kind of looking at the Marvel Universe and such and looking at what they've been doing lately and the reactions to that. For example, like seeing versions of characters we never expected to ever see again. I think this is the right time now to start bringing back things from the Archieverse or the uh, the AM verse, you know, because like it's going to get that kind of reaction from the Sonic fans. And like, I don't see any reason why it should be off putting to casuals either. You know, if we have Jim Cummings still alive and kicking, then we should do everything in our power to get him in the same room as oh god i'm so tired i know his name who's eggman mike, mike pollock. pollock thank you mike oh pollock, my god yeah. i legitimately his name just left forever i would love to see those two in a scene together those two versions of robotnik because unfortunately the funniest one of them is is gone from this world but yeah that'd be rad robotnik I would still no way say, home. <laughs> i would still say you could have wayne knight play the adventures of sonic the hedgehog robotnik and I think he'd do a really nice job uh, doing you know what I noticed? <laughs> Long John Baldry version. Even when he growls, he still rolls his art. <laughs> yes, and it's brilliant. Like, there, there is so much... Like, that performance is far better than it has any right to it be. It really is, and I did not appreciate it as a kid just because I liked the other version better and neither of them looked like the game version. So therefore, it was bad. I just couldn't appreciate I love Sonic, it what it was. Like, Jesus Christ. In Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, Robotnik is the star of the show as far as I'm concerned. He's so fucking funny. He's That's so his funny. show. That is his show. I gotta say too, dude, like, people want to whine about this last decade of games. Adventures, though, I mean, it's the same vibes as far as I'm concerned. It's a little funnier. Well, the thing with Adventures is unrestrained. Yes, for sure. For sure. <laughs> they, they, just, they just said, let's take let's take logic, throw it out the wind, Looney Tune logic, dialed up to 11. And that's that works show. because you can tell that the writers and stuff are having such a whale of a time doing it and everything. Whereas, like, with the Pontac and Graf stuff, for fuck's sake, we're doing this again. 
it really does just feel like it's like, okay, we've got to write this to be marketable for the kitty winks. I don't give a fuck. Here you go. Here's a script. Yeah. All right. Well, before we dive into those same old tired topics that we love to do here, we are going to be ranking all the first levels of Sonic games, at least the mainline stuff. We do know there are handhelds and there are other versions of the same game and all this other stuff. But to keep it nice and streamlined, Pup has put together a list of 16 games in the mainline Sonic series. And we're just going to go through it chronologically and then rank them all afterwards, I think. Is that what we're doing? Yep. Yep. Then let's start at the very beginning with Sonic 1, Green Hill Zone. We will never see a level like this ever again in the series history. <laughs> yeah, they should really bring it back. <laughs> what a one of a time aesthetic. <laughs> oh my god. Uh we've talked about this level quite a bit, and I I am irritated that Sega has gone out of the way to tarnish the reputation of not only classic Sonic, but his opening level, because as I've said a hundred times before, and I'll say again. I, I understand why they keep using it because everything about Green Hill is so intrinsically tied for that introduction of Sonic as a character. Um, that is, it's the best level of the game by a country mile. And it really, that level alone made me make the choice between Mario and Sonic when I was a kid. And it was like, obviously, Sonic, this looks way better. I have much more fun with this, and yeah, looking back on it now, Mario World is overall the better game, but gun to my head, I would make that same decision all over again because I was tired of Mario and everything else up to that point, and this introduced me to a whole new world of platforming, and I, I love how endlessly replayable that first level is. Even to this day, it's still just a magnificent work of game design. What more need um, be said, to be honest, about Green Hill Zone that hasn't been said already? It's a playground where you can uh, experiment with Sonic's abilities and such, and that makes it a really great opening level. And of course, it's a very striking art deco take on a natural landscape and everything. Um, and, you know, there's so much more you can read into it, but I'm trying to make this quick. So, yeah, I, I think it's a very effective opening stage that made a strong first impression, not only for the game, but for Sonic himself. I will say whenever I whenever I play Green Hill, it feels like I'm in the middle of a jungle gym that's just asking me to exploit it. And that is something that I I like that more levels in Sonic took going forward. I wish more levels in Sonic 1 would have done it, done that. Uh, but having that level be such a wonderful jungle gym is always going to be a fun memory for me. And more modern versions of the game give you a little more to do because you have the ability to use the spin dash too to get to some areas a little easier. So, I mean, honestly, it's there's not much more that can be said about Green Hill. <laughs> Except yeah, by Wayne. Uh, well, I, I like Green Hill a lot because I think, uh, like you guys said, it's a tutorial uh, of sorts, but it's sort of a uh, hands-off one. It's basically giving you the reins on figuring out what the mechanics are, how they work with the landscape of what the game is going to be uh, throwing at you later on. And uh, like I said in my, my, my recent review, there's a lot of foreshadowing about how that particular game is structured that it kind of gets, uh, gets in there um, fairly early on if, if, if you're uh, willing to take the lessons that it's actually handing out to you. Uh, I think it's a, you know, again, it's a strong level. I, it's not my favorite version of Green Hill Zone. Uh, there are some others that I think expanded upon it. 
But obviously, uh, you can't judge it based off of like what came after. Uh, for what it was and what it was contending with, it was a really strong way to make that game stand out among the other titles uh, you know it was competing with. Yeah. Hey, so let's move along then to Sonic Two with Emerald Hill. Uh, a very streamlined Green Hill. Green Hill. It's good for yeah. what it is. Uh, I I don't really have much to say on it otherwise. I mean, it's just. It's fun to breeze through. It's a I'll Yeah. Yeah, it's very easy, but like I, I play through that so I can get to Chemical Plant and the rest of the game as fast as possible. The game really starts at Chemical Plant ultimately because that's when it really shows off its new sort of identity for the Sonic franchise. Emerald Hill is uh you know, there's nothing wrong with it. I would say in terms of the aesthetic though, of the two let's pretend this is just Green Hill two effectively. Green Hill 1 did it better in terms of its aesthetic. I, and I, agree. I agree. I like that it's a bit longer as well. Like, I feel like Emerald Hill, I feel like has an opening stage. If any stage in a Sonic game is justified to have three acts, it's the opening, just so you can just fucking play around with it for a bit, you know? I would rather have uh, Emerald Hill Zone have three acts than a, another level in yeah. that game. <laughs> no, for definite. I so I, I feel like maybe I'm in the minority here, but I actually like Emerald Hill more than Green Hill. I, uh, my I, wife does too. I had her play all the old classic games and she doesn't like any of them because she doesn't like platformers, but she was like, I'd have to say the the second game was definitely much easier to wrap my head around. So like I I like the sense of speed a little more. And if we're talking about the original, I like having access to the spin dash in the level itself. Mm-hmm. The level is the level's built for you having the ability to just launch yourself stupidly high in the air and collect goodies, which I mean can be done in Green Hill as well, yes, but I like the ease of access to it in uh in Sonic 2. It's reminiscent of some things that we would get, like the spin the uh, spin dash jump in Sonic Adventure later on. Um it it is it is more streamlined. Uh, it is a little snappier to get through, even if it is a, it's longer, but it doesn't feel longer. But honestly, I mean, I, I know that I probably am. I'm, I'm the one person in this group that likes it more, but when I, when I, when I I think about, oh no, I still, I, I, I don't think anybody doesn't like it. I just like it more than Green Hill. Yeah. Well, fair enough. It's a, it's a vanilla Sonic level as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, it's an opening level, but I mean, some of the opening levels on this list are definitely not vanilla Sonic levels. Yeah, to be fair. yeah, we'll get to that. We'll, <laughs> we'll fucking get there when we get so, there. I'm actually with you, sirs, in that I actually do prefer um, Emerald Hill Zone over the Sonic One version of Green Hill uh, in every way except for its aesthetics. Um, I do not care for the brighter color palette uh, Emerald Hills Zone or Hilltop have. I uh, I think that it's it's just a little too muted and it lacks a little bit of that color depth that Green Hill has and mm. it, it just makes it feel a little more generic. I'm not sure if I make sense there. Green but... Hill no, feels more textured, doesn't it? Like, yeah. It, oh, Green Hill Zone's freaking gorgeous, dude. Also, just like um, the stripy and checkerboard patterns, like I believe they're supposed to be kind of like racing imagery in a way mm. and it's kind of like, you know, go... So, like, it doesn't have that as much on Emerald Hill, I feel, in favor of more of a realistic approach. Yeah, I I think yeah. what I respect about Emerald Hill is that uh, I kind of view that outside of the context of just itself. 
on some areas and then uh, on others. I, I don't want to get too carried away with this because I am going to go into detail on this soon. <laughs> um, but uh, man, like right out the gate, they're like, OK, so we're going to bring loops back. People like to the loop. Everybody remembers the loop. How can we toy around with that concept? Cork oh, the corkscrew? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that was cool. That was yeah, like fun. brilliant. I loved it. Um, that that's probably one of my favorite things that Sonic Two introduced is like a, a way to take a a concept and just like kind of come up with something I definitely wouldn't have. It's such a simple thing. It takes two seconds, but it adds a level of character to that opening level that the first one lacked. Um, I think that it helps get you situated back in and being like, okay here's something that you remember from the first game um or if this is your first sonic uh sonic game which it was for a lot of kids that got their genesis and sonic 2 was packaged in there with it uh you hit the ground running and uh, we're just getting you again familiar with these ideas but it's not going to overstay its welcome it's going to to get you uh acquainted with every mechanic in the game essentially right out the gate um outside of you know unique uh unique little gimmicks for for later zones i'm sorry i'm rambling I, thing, I i like emerald hill a lot one thing that must be said is i really like the background parallaxes in emerald hill with the, yeah, the cloud field. reflecting on the water yeah, yeah. the field as well it almost looks like a golf course in a way but like yeah um yeah like the the way the clouds reflect on the water and stuff that is actually prettier than i think green hill's background parallax yeah they, they should have I some think, differences um, there i mean it's a good way to introduce everybody to what this is all about and like my wife said, like the a lot of the structures and the, the jungle gym design of Green Hill can be a little bit overwhelming in hindsight. And I think they knew that. Um, it does feel like they kind of packed everything in the front end there to be as just nice as possible, as everybody said a hundred times before about the original Sonic game. And I, I does feel like they're like, yeah, you know, get your get your bearings here, but you know, get going. We got a got a whole game to check out here. And it's also, yeah, it's also a nice bunch of uh, streamlined, uh, not, what am I looking for? Words are hard today. It's just a good place to get familiar with the spin dash as well. A lot of I also would say there are ways they could have, I guess, made it a bit more distinctive from Green Hill. Maybe have it take place at night or sunset or something. That would have been quite cool. But like, eh, it's, you know. I think Sonic 2 feels like a, like a replacement more than anything else. Um, yeah. I mean, and here's the, here's it's a better, more polished game, basically. Yeah, and it's also again as sick and tired of people are of this aesthetic now. Like it's just it's good to establish what a Sonic identity is outside of just character design. World design also matters as as well. And unfortunately, I'm sorry, Green Hill was a big deal. We gotta reinterpret that in some way. And then yeah, starting off with nature, ending up in in factories and shit like that. That was just kind of Sonic's thing. But it's not the last time in the early days they would start off in a tropical green hill like setting as we see with the next game on the list yes sonic cd with yeah. palm tree panic um i kind of see this uh as green hill zones lsd trip um in <laughs> that it's way too fucking bright okay i i understand big thing about the sega cd was there was more color available to it and stuff but it's like just because you can doesn't mean you should. I much prefer the slightly muted look of Green Hill Zone. Um, and then there's just... Uh, the level design here just isn't it. It's I, just... I, I think of the very first little gimmick in there, which is that, that launch the pad slope. And yeah. that's the first time, because I didn't think about this with the corkscrew. I didn't think about this with the shuttle loops. 
Uh, as a kid, I thought it was cool seeing his uh, his sprite in a slightly different way. But immediately, as a kid, I was like, well, "What? What was the point of that? What did we? What was this?" It does. It achieves nothing. It's literally just a cinematic thing, effectively. I mean, does it force you to to use the peel out? I don't. I is there like just? I think there's like no. A it does. Pad, it doesn't force there? you to do anything. You can just you can trundle up to it, and Sonic will race <laughs> up it. I don't think you even need momentum to be honest. It will just go straight up there. Uh, that one I have to play again to see for sure. But a lot of things make sense in in hindsight, or at least while you're making through your way through. Uh, the what's it called? God, I hate starting the show so early. Time travel. The time travel is a lot of fun, and I do appreciate seeing a familiar Sonic world in a more apocalyptic setting. I think it's done better than in a, another game we will talk about later. Oh hell yeah! Um, hell yeah! And I do like that it took me years to realize that Amy Rose was also in there because I would never uh, exit the second act with uh, with the present tent, present day when I could go in the past or future or anything like that. I think it's a fun introduction to the mechanics there, but in terms of aesthetic and actual <laughs> design, I don't think it's doing anything special. Traveling to the past to escape women. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I... I just I just don't like Palm Tree Panic. I just I just don't enjoy it. It's 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 like super vertical Green Hill Zone, and not in a way that makes me happy. I, I just, agree with that. And just like eh. it. it is eh. It's it, it what I think the thing when talking about Sonic CD is it's always important to factor in as a Sonic game as if you're just playing it as a standard Sonic game, getting from A to B. The level design is whack as fuck. Whereas it makes a bit more sense when you factor in the time travel aspect, but it's like with it kind of every single level in that game depends entirely how you feel about the time travel gimmick, and I personally am just eh about it. That's that's kind of where I am as well. I mean, I don't there's a there's enough areas in the levels in and of themselves that feel like they were tailor made to let you to let you time travel, but enough of the game, enough of the game, I just. I know we're not talking about the whole game as a whole. We're talking about Palm Tree Panic, but Wallace, what do you you got any thoughts on I, this? I like Palm Tree Panic. Yeah, I like I it too. Think it's <laughs> it's uh, I think it is effective in in what it's uh, in what it set out to do. I think a, a lot of that, uh, like we said about Green Hill and Emerald Zone, after it was about just kind of introducing you to these mechanics and um, kind of taking a. A lot of the ideas of what the game is going to be about for the rest of your adventure and expanding on that. I like that they took advantage of the CD to kind of expand on the loop design um, and kind of give you a way more dimension than, uh, you know, the 2D Sonics have been able to do up to that point. I like that it still has that explorative element where it's just like, oh, there's these invisible platforms that you can find that you can uh, jump onto. Here's what we're going to introduce in terms of like uh, time travel and everything like that. Uh, and it kind of gives you the idea of what that verticality is going to be like for Sonic CD and how important that is. And once you understand that and uh, get accustomed to it, that's going to be your greatest asset in the in the game, not so much just getting from point A to point B. It's expanding, uh, again, on the exploration platforming from Sonic 1 that Sonic 2 kind of um, didn't not do anything with it just kind of like it, it treated it uh with less importance yeah and um 
and and so I, I I don't know. I like Palm Tree Panic. That and uh, the Japanese music fucking slaps. It's so it's so happy. Uh, so I don't know. I like it. So yeah, I was I, gonna um, say the the things I like about Palm Tree. I'll let, I'm sorry to interrupt, pup. You guys have had no, your negativity on. party for enough right now. <laughs> um, just to yeah, build off some of your points there, Wayne. Um. In terms of what this does compared to the other Green Hills that we've had all this time, because we had a clump of three of them right at the start of this franchise, uh, I like that the music, be it American or Japanese, I feel fits better than any of these other tropical-ish settings. I really don't know if Emerald Hills counts as tropical. Uh, it does have some palm trees here and there. I, I think the music fits a little bit better, and I think it's interesting that, yeah, while the aesthetics are similar, it does at least prove that there is enough... Uh, there's enough different here in, in the design to make it worthwhile on its own. And it justifies a lot of these Jungle Jimmy designs of the original game by giving you something to actually track down. That being the time travel uh, gimmicks and uh, the generator itself, which I always was found super satisfying. That thing just looks so smashable. Um, so I do. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Wayne. He's talking yeah. about Sally Acorn's ass. <laughs> Um, and Sally I do like Acorn, the Simpsons generator. God, yeah, I just I think there's it's doing a lot there, and any of these levels really need to do a good job of introducing you to what these games are are going to be going forward from there. Uh, Green Hill, everything great about the game is in that first level, but it fails to really tell you what the rest of the game is going to do. Uh, Emerald Hill does a lot better job. Uh, kind of explaining what that game's about but it feels very secondary like you could tell like we want to get you forward so you can experience the rest of the game and i do think sonic cd in terms of uh explaining what the rest of this game is going to be and how you can approach it i think probably does the best job of that so far in terms of like introduction to mechanics compared to everything else so i, I do think it has some very strong points in its favor, even though I, I don't disagree with what Pup and Cirrus are saying as well. In that case, let's move on to the next game, which is Sonic 3. And uh, we've got Angel Island here, which I feel finally broke the mold of the Green Hill Zone opener. This thing does not look like Green Hill, even though it is yeah, like a coastal smart. island setting. And this was... All... <laughs> 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 and this was also... Um... You know, the most story-driven, like, Sonic level at the time it came out. Like, suddenly the level has a very purposeful nature to it. And I, I also just... I think the level design here is also really good. It's got the jungle gym aspects of Green Hill, but it's as slick as Sonic 2. Yeah, Angel Island, really good all-rounder opener. It's... I've said a thousand... I've just talked about it a few times before. But I do love that it does have the tropical setting and it stands out by just doubling down on everything like it just looks like a prop it looks like a rainforest and it's just so overwhelming and the brush and everything i still remember the first time i i went through that level and just like it just feels so much more dense than it actually is just from that design and justifying exploration in a different way and and then just like completely flipping the script by burning it all down i I'll let you guys talk. I love it. I love it so much. So I, well, I may not like this one as much as, as Green Hill or Emerald Hill. Um, I, I rank it just to, like literally as a, as a just 
a just under. There's certainly a lot more going on. Uh, it is definitely deserving of being on any top opening levels list uh, ever because of all the things that happen in it. There's a lot, there's a ton, like an obnoxious amount of amazingly memorable set pieces in this level. And it's not just like, aha, there was a corkscrew here. It's like, no, you ran from a carpet bombing and you will never forget running from a carpet bombing halfway through the level. It caught on fire. Like they just, they were willing to do much more with this level uh, than with previous levels. And I, it definitely showed a huge confidence in the, the team behind it uh, in what they, in what they had here. They were like, ah, nope, we got something special. We're going to, we're going to flaunt it. Um, so honestly, what I think, uh, just is so unique about toxic caves from Sonic, Sonic Spinball is just that, it <laughs> no, 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 um, Angel Island is, it, it is hard for me to respect a, uh, an opening level as hard as I do Angel Island. God damn. Um, I think right from the get go, they are showing you how much this franchise is evolving and what they're trying to do. Uh, we throw the word ambition around a lot, but it is it is oozing from this first couple of acts. Not only is it just that it's like, man, it is the most unique out of the, uh, uh, you know, out of the classic uh, Sonic opening levels. It is also just like. It's introducing not even just new mechanics, but just a new flow to the gameplay entirely. One of my favorite things coming from like Sonic 3 going forward uh, was just, hey, I, I, an act isn't the end of the zone. It's somewhere in the middle. And then uh, some status just changes here in the middle of, of the uh, of this environment. And now you're going forward from here. We're going to introduce maybe a new mechanic. Um, and uh, there's going to be a difference in the music. And it's just moving forward to a new part of the area that you're exploring. And it feels like you are constantly, constantly moving forward in a world that actually feels connected, not just segmented out. Angel Island box. It, it does. <laughs> um, and I am repeating a lot of points we've said. Again, I've done too many videos about this fucking game, but you really got to figure what this game is trying to teach you in this first level. It is. It is wild. It is absolutely crazy. You have new mechanics in terms of the that flash jump, and you do have a few projectile enemies, which is very satisfying if you can get that down there. Outside of that, consider how they teach you about those elemental shields in there. It is fucking crazy. You have the fire shield, which is beneficial because there is so much fire eventually in that level. You have the electric shield, which immediately shows its worth when it show, you, you magnetize all those rings, but also shows you with both of those that there are outside of effects being water that will affect how you move through this, which can teach you, oh, maybe fire works when you're in a fire environment, maybe electricity works when you're in an electric environment, and they do have those later on in the game. But it shows you, yeah, water will knock this shit out, which I thought was genius, and then, of course, the bubble shield in turn also has a place even in that first level there because there are little segments of water, which was a bold fucking move considering how much people hated water. They had treated it in Sonic 2. It's not in the first level in the other two games, other three games. 
And when you run across it in CD, it's a little bit better than Labyrinth Zone. When you come across it in Sonic 2, it's treated as a punishment if you're not playing as well as you can be, and you are rewarded by being avoiding it. Sonic 3 just plunks you into it in the first level, and it's genius. And then the, the, the spots that tease Knuckles, who gets his own different level for Angel Island, showing you how he interacts with this world completely differently from Sonic. I just, I love this fucking level. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, it's hard not to, it's hard not to go on about that one. Uh, we should probably move on, however, to probably one of the next most like game changing openings to a Sonic game. And that was Sonic Adventure. No, it wasn't. Um, it was Sonic and Knuckles. Oh, right. I do yeah. have to say I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. Because I do think, like, I in, in Twitter or, or our shows or anything, I like to talk about Sonic 3 and Knuckles being the complete experience. But, like, then we get conversations Same, like this, but, where it's like, yeah. I think it's just fun to talk about, right? Mushroom Hill. Yeah, it, it's kind of just taking it into account. It was released as a different game, effectively, even if it is intended. So, but let's just go over this anyway. Um, so, yeah, Mushroom Hill. Um I don't think narratively it does as much as Angel Island, but then again, level mechanics, there's a lot more moving pieces to this one, which I really like. I think it, it does... does more narratively depending on how you play it. Mm. Because that completely shifts your focus on how you see Knuckles. Like, if you see it, like, halfway through the game, and then you go into the, the Hidden Palace stuff there, it completely recontextualizes his character and, and how you see the Emeralds as a whole. In yes, that sense, it does, it's it, very important, but it's not. It doesn't have. Yeah, it doesn't reach the level of magnitude of like uh, the entire level being set on fire, the carpet bombing, the siren going off when Doctor Robotnik arrives. You know, I, I don't think it quite reaches that level. I, I it personally yeah. disagree. But, um, I think it. I think there's a bigger, flashier intro for Angel Island, but in terms of like where you are in the story. I, I think it has a massive emphasis on what the lore for Sonic as a whole is going mm. forward in that segment. But again, like I keep saying, I don't I don't know if we should really completely include that if we're going to be talking about it as in terms of like an introduction into the game itself. But I do appreciate that Mushroom Hill has to play both of those roles. And I personally feel like it su succeeds wonderfully in that aspect. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I do like Mushroom Hill a lot. I, I, I say in terms of like, uh, one of my, uh, one of my things, uh, uh, that, oh God, I'm so sorry. I got off on the wrong, uh, wrong word there. <laughs> I, 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 I praise, uh, Angel Island for just kind of, uh, kind of how Sonic was showing off or how Sega was showing off rather, uh, with the engine and everything there. And, uh, Sonic and Knuckles tries to do that too with Mushroom Hill. I really like again that transition where it's uh, you see the the colors in the environment change and you just see like the entire location just shifting around you as you get deeper and deeper into that jungle. It's mesmerizing and it's it's super uh, it's super it's super cool and I like it. I so I, I mentioned this in earlier episodes. I experienced this as a as a first level, not as a midway point for the game, because did Sonic Mega Collection treated it that way. That's how I did um, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you had the uh, the renting thing. Yeah. The, yep. Um. So for me, this has always been this has functionally always been an opening level, and 
I think it does speak while I may not, while this may not be one of my favorite opening levels, it does speak to the adaptability that the game designers had when they made this level, that it functions equally well as a, as a midway point and falling action for the hold experience. And also as an opening level for its own standalone game. It works, it works perfectly well as both. And I think over and above anything in the level design that I may not like, like the pulley systems and stuff like that over and above those things, the fact that this level can pull double duty so smoothly is, is probably my favorite thing about it because it is very hard to nail that balance when you are building, when, when you're building any game. I guess we haven't talked about that a whole lot. I think that's the larger emphasis is I'd say probably the Sonic and Knuckles side of things more than, well, the thing about Sonic 3, that's not entirely true. Uh, how do you guys feel about like all these gimmicks that we've kind of glossed over a little bit? I mean, we have the springs and we have spikes and we have all these things that we're used to in Sonic in general, but I'd say in Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles, we get a lot of level-specific gimmicks that we don't really see from zone to zone. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like a lot of that is just needless and, and worthwhile? Because uh, like when I was a kid, I really did like all the goofy random stuff. But I was watching Johnny Vector's video the other day about the Barrel of Doom, and he made a fantastic point in terms of like how the environments kind of tell you how a lot of these little gimmicks work in each Sonic level, even if they don't specifically tell you how to how to deal with it like the like the flippers and casino night or even the screw in metropolis where it's like it's a notorious level but you know what the function of this is as opposed yeah to the i think barrel. we're kind of we're kind of in agreement that the barrel failed at telegraphing what to actually do with that right. um and so. it's like one of the only instances in a sonic game i think where it has actually failed at telegraphing what the fuck to actually do yeah but he did bring up sonic 3 and knuckles and i do have to admit like looking back on it like there are some things that i mean i think like the function of like the swinging um swinging bars and the the pulley system it tells you well enough what it's doing just from the basic design of it but not all yeah. of it fits aesthetically with what's mm. happening on the stage itself um yeah how do you guys feel about a lot of those things or like even like the mushroom that you kind of float down i do think it's kind of useless when you have uh knuckles there like if they put it in such a confined area and i'm like why why are we doing this what's this for i oh sorry go on man I don't have a particular problem with a lot of these gimmicks that just kind of show up for the one level and uh, and then don't really appear again. Uh, on, on the one hand, I think it just makes a lot of those areas stand out as more unique, which I think is a little more important sometimes than the consistency. But there does have to be a balance. Uh, now, what, And I think Sonic 3 and Knuckles does a better job of maintaining that balance than some Sonic games. Uh, but it is worth noting that it is a little weird that, like, these things will show up, sometimes they're not all that well telegraphed, and then they never show up again. There are so. some things that do kind of work together, it, which I wish they'd done a little bit better. I, I do know, like, there are some spots where that that swing works well for Sonic, because it's going to launch you to a, a whole other platform out there, or the, the floating mushroom. Um, but the that vine that grabs onto you, it's one of the few things there that forces you to do a spin dash. That's one of the few things in any of those games that forces you to use something in your arsenal. And at the same time also kind of gives you a warning sign for what the, the robot chicken can do in that level there, which is blast you, you know, 
know, back yeah, to the problem. There's I, things in Mushroom Hill that I could definitely do without those little grapple vine things being one of them. Um, because, like, if you take that and then marry it with those pulley things, where you're you have to stop your speed in order to do that. There's quite a lot that is getting in the way of Sonic speed in that level, and it can feel a bit annoying when it's like, okay, I've got a nice bit of momentum here, only to be pushed back by a fucking chicken or a vine or have to do a pulley thing. I don't mind well, the I don't mind the the vine though because it it's still has to be a platformer and it's requiring you to use what you have available. Yeah, I'm saying it's the marriage. I'm not. I, I'm I, not saying it's any one thing. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think I like that, especially because it does kind of force you to use the spin dash, because when I was a kid, that's what taught me the spin dash existed. Yeah, Um, like that. That was what told me that that mechanic was even a thing because I was messing around with the, the games just kind of on and off through the, uh, the Mega Collection Plus on the PS2. And uh, that that was just how I learned about the spin dash was through that mechanic. So I didn't mind it. That's fair. Anything else okay. we want to say about Mushroom Hill? Good, no. good, good level, good game. Solid, solid opening level. Fair enough. Well, okay. then in that case, <laughs> let's move on to what I know Wayne's been looking forward to. <laughs> Sonic Adventure <laughs> 1 with, I think it's called Emerald Coast, isn't it? Yeah, yep. <laughs> baby! Emerald Coast! Okay, so, uh, Emerald Coast is, so, uh, sorry, I kind of uh, took the lead on that one, but Emerald Coast is so freaking good! It has got such good music, the aesthetics are so pleasing, and it just has the perfect flow, where it's like, here's a little runway to just kind of get you off to speed. There's no, like, crazy walls off that are, like, uh, blocking off your vision. It's got a nice big view of what you're going to be looking at, um, uh, and where you need to go it introduces the springs it introduces the momentum it got it's got hills it's got big set pieces like freaking shamu come to eat your ass it's got like uh, it, it, oh, emerald coast is such a good time and especially since that's something i can go back to and i can revisit and i learn new ways to mess around with that level it's what taught me to just like take advantage of the weird physics of that game or of games in general to uh, to kind of like try and beat my time that's the one that got me into speed running levels it's like that was that was what made me want to uh to get better and faster and uh, learn the tricks of the uh tricks of the level design and really um and uh, hone my skills so that I couldn't just get to the end of the level, but to get better at the level itself. So I agree with everything you said there. I think Emerald Coast works in the same way that Angel Island does in a lot of ways. It gives you lots of space. It gives you lots of different mechanics to play around with, including giving you a little glimpse of water in a completely non-threatening way, but just, you know, allows you to get to grips with it. Uh, what I really like about Emerald Coast is it really does feel like you're going on a journey as well. Like, there, there's a great sense of geography here, and I think they really utilized having a 3D playing field well in that, you know, you've not just got the coast. That's not like the theme of the level. Like, there's a lighthouse, there's a cave. Yeah, I, I love it. I agree with you there. I think it does definitely give you kind of... A, the the end point feels... You know, it is another beach, but it does feel completely different from the starting point there i do have a couple negatives to say about it a little bit here and there um i do think it does a couple of genius things compared to the one that tried to emulate it just a few years later but um we do have a hub world to deal with before you get into that and people you know are gonna 
say uh, starting the game off with a boss fight is a good thing or a bad thing, this or that and the other. What I did think is genius about Emerald Hill is that you start off right next to the level, letting you know that there is kind of a hub space there. There's a pool right in front of you, just kind of showing you like, all right, so water is there. And if you dick around with it, you, you might end up drowning, but it kind of <laughs> shows you what that's all about. But when you get into the level itself, it does have another spot there where it does kind of show you where light water is, but it does also introduce something that I, I have a problem with in terms of 3D Sonic in general, and that is uh, if you stray off the course, you die, which I understand, but I, I think they emphasize that a bit too much going forward in some of the other games. And I do think uh, the next game does this a little bit better, but yeah, like the water has two two functions here. Like there is lighter water that you can travel through you can still drown in but you're not going to die through it but also like the rest of the ocean is, is just going to kill you and i think a lot of us who played video games understood that well enough but i do think there are a lot more straightaways than that we might be discussing here but overall that's that's just the only critiques i have for it and i even know if it's like real critiques because i do think that is a a fair way to kind of let you know don't stray too far off course but you can still have a great time because, yeah, the Orca's centerpiece alone is just wonderful. <laughs> I So I, I first experienced this level, because uh, I played Adventure 2 first. I first experienced this level on a, a demo for Sonic Adventure DX that was sitting in the middle of a Walmart. Uh, and I'm going to be honest, I replayed this level about 10 times at that demo kiosk. <laughs> because it is it is a phenomenal opener not just in terms of its function as a uh, as a level for you to get through but it functions surprisingly well as a playground when you're dropped in this level one of my favorite things is that it just it just sets you in and you have a handful of enemies but you've also got a shit ton of environmental items around you like you know little chairs and umbrellas and stuff and you can actually like it just it feels like a lived-in environment when you pop in it's it it doesn't feel like, hey, this is a level that was made just so Sonic can run through it up until you get to the loop-de-loops. But even those are designed a little differently uh, than what we would normally get. It feels more like I'm running around in a real environment, and I really, really enjoy that. I also like that there's a a clear delineation between the, the first act, in quotes, and second act of this level, where even the music changes. And it's something that I never clued into as a kid, but as an adult, I'm like, ah... They they did that so there would be an act one and act two. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, it just so it's there's always little things to to come back to. And I I mentioned this when we were talking about Sonic Sonic and Knuckles. I like it when game designers build a level uh, very succinctly in a way that it can pull double duty. Um, the fact that this had to serve not only as a first level for Sonic, but it also have had to serve as a level that you would explore as big as a level that you would run through as gamma. Like it had, to, it had to serve all of these purposes and it still felt perfectly fine to blaze through as Sonic, despite it having to, to juggle all of these plates. And I, I just have to, I just have to give it a shit ton of credit for being able to do that. Yeah. Good level. All right. Yeah. I, I'm so, sorry. Did, uh, where were we all good on Emerald Coast? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So why don't you follow me and set me free as we start talking about the opening level to Sonic Adventure 2? I fucking love everything that is this level. Sandy's I love cake. the. 
I love it. Yes. Because no one I, said it. <laughs> hey guys, I wonder what the first level of Sonic Adventure 2 is. Uh, yeah, no, it's the it's the one with Eggman. It's Windy Hill. <laughs> <laughs> but I I love the fact that the level begins uh, with the skateboard. Um, or it's not a skateboard, but functionally it kind of is. surfboard. Yeah. Um, I like that it begins with that because it's, as far as a tutorial for the player, this is putting the player on rails and going, here's how to get a here's how to get a handle on sonic speed. And then it gives you ramps and goes, okay, here are here are things that you can interact with. If you press the A button at the end of this ramp, which if you've played games like SSS Tricky, if you've played uh, any games that have a trick system like this, you kind of would intuit that. But then you can go, oh, but when I'm running manually later in the level, I can still use these ramps for the same thing. Um, the level has plenty of areas that give you the ability to platform, which is something that Sonic struggles with later on down the road in his games, giving you adequate time to play the game as a platformer. I think one of my one of my other favorite things where this level is concerned, uh, there's a there's a moment where you're just running down the street uh, after one of the the staircase rail grindy areas, and at the end of the uh, at the end, there's a giant staircase leading upwards. And if you use your spin dash at a point on the staircase, you just launch into the air like crazy. Um, and then you can get to the, the chow boxes and everything that's around there. It just not to mention one of the most iconic things about this level is the fucking truck. It's like the carpet bombing and the Orca uh, again, which I guess diminishes it a little bit. Cause it is technically those same auto run while a thing is chasing you moments, yeah, but there's a, cool. But there's a reason that fucking truck is remembered so well, and there's a reason that it's reused with chainsaws and guns in Sonic Generations, because it is this is one of the most replayable levels in a Sonic game. I and not just because you can get like 380 some odd rings for the Chow Garden in it. It's got well, a lot thank of you. Uh, I I'll be honest with you guys, like before I'd started this episode, this is why. I only have a list here. I don't have like I've got like a rough idea what I want to do from like my rankings, but at the same time, I've been like on the fence about City Escape because my first impressions of it, like I've I said I think it's yesterday, like going into my teenage years and game, being a little bit more cynical with with these games and feeling like Adventure Two overall at the time was just a bit too try hard. Part of me still feels that way, but there's definitely heart behind it. And in terms of overall mechanics especially after I got done complaining about um, just the death zones that were the first in the very first level of the first Sonic adventure. This one, like even as corny as I found him like being in a prison plane or anything like that. Um, something I keep realizing about adventure two is just how many of the ideas from the classic games were finally, they finally evolved into what this game was bringing to the table starts with that, that skating down the, or snowboarding slide, what you want to call it, down the that hill there. Because that was such that was played up so hard when they were releasing Sonic 3, and it was such a nothing thing. But this is doing the exact same thing, but you have a little more control over it. It's a cooler set piece compared to going down Ice Cap. And yeah, they pack in so much into one level, and they have you constrained. You only really have a couple spots that teach you that, yeah, bottomless pits are in here, and they're going to kill you. But you can av literally avoid it completely if you feel like it, you know. Like you don't ha you don't have death zones. You just have borders that you you can't cross over. But man, yeah, like the set pieces, the the sliding, everything you got. You're just saying there, 
it's a genius level, and it's one of the only levels that has like a spoken word word track that I don't fucking despise. It's a wonderful level. This um, this level very much broke the mold as well. Like starting in like an urban location as opposed to like an island or yeah. somewhere grassy or a mushroom field or something. Um, and yeah, like as we say, it's just constantly breaking the mold with this one. It opens in a way that's narratively driven, and it's just a lot of fun. So I, I yeah, I love it. Wayne, uh, yeah, uh, just kind of echoing a lot of that. It is an exciting set piece. Um, it is, uh, it's one of those levels that just really gets the adrenaline going, and it's so easy. I feel like anybody can just pick that up and have fun with it, and I think that's really important for like getting somebody into a game. Uh, we talk a, a lot about just overall game design, and uh, there's kind of like a play it by the book. Here's what you need to do to make a good opening level and everything. And I feel like Sonic Adventure 2 does hit most, if not all, of those points, but it also feels just hard-focused on giving you a fun-ass time. And uh, it's really, really good at that. And, and like you said, Nick, I'm usually not a fan of the vocal tracks in a lot of these games. But God damn it, City Escape is such a good it's song. So good. I, one, of my, one of my favorite memories from like opening week of college was my roommates and i one of the first things we bonded over was all of us singing that stupid song at the top of our lungs in our in our car like going over to the grocery store like it is it is the one thing i think anybody can just agree is great everything that that game is showing you in terms of style and confidence it, it kicks off so beautifully with that level it really and truly does and i know other people have said it but man just like the attention to detail of like kicking off that track with the intro him falling from the sky and then just wooing as soon as you hit the street just hitting the ground not even running anymore like snowboarding dude it's fucking crazy it's a great level okay so next up we have seaside hill from Sonic Heroes. Um, one observation I have is this is long. This is a long yeah. yeah. It really yeah. sets the precedent for Heroes being a much longer, more drawn-out experience in, in previous ones. more ways than one. But again, it kind of... <laughs> in many ways also, like this was kind of a big thing in that we're seeing classic Sonic level aesthetics starting to seep into the 3D games for the first time. And um, I think it works well here, and I think it's got a really nice jump-in party atmosphere to it. And it's a pretty comprehensively designed level, so I'm not going to knock it. I think it's pretty cool. I like I, it, but you go ahead, sirs. I, 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 I don't like Seaside Hill. I, I, I recognize that uh, this will seem a little contradictory since me and Pup had that, that whole spat over Sonic Heroes ages ago. <laughs> we waited on stream because of it. Um, <laughs> but, but I think I... I think I actually kind of hate this level. I think I actually kind of hate it. I don't like the length. I don't like when it shoves you into the fucking car. I I I don't like the the fact that I had to go through it a fourth time with <laughs> with Team yeah. Chaotic. I don't. I I I I like the fact that classic Sonic aesthetic stuff came in. That feels neat. But I just I I don't like its Act One, and I I like its Act Two even less uh i i know that maybe maybe nick likes it more because it has turtles but it doesn't have it in the first act though first level not in the first act yeah but it's act, act, it's it's if we're gonna count if we're gonna count act twos in other levels i'm fine counting act two 
of Seaside Hill. Well, Ocean uh, Palace is effectively its act two. I suppose, I don't know, like the length of it alone, like I don't think of Ocean Palace when I think of Seaside Hill. I do think of them as separate entities. Whether or not you want to include it or not, that's that's fine. But like even Seaside Hill on its on its own, I do think overstays its welcome. And I do think it yeah. it immediately showed me a very confused game. Um I like when you look at it on its own terms now with hindsight, I think it's fine. because uh, I I do think it was kind of cool and clever trying to do new things with its mechanics. I don't think they're anywhere near as refined as even the first two three D games. Oh hell no! You're and constantly bashing no. into shit in that level. Like but when I'm talking about in terms of confusion as well, uh, not only is it confused in terms of like, oh, we're bringing back classic Sonic aesthetic, which I thought was the smart thing to do, not by bringing Green Hill back, but by bringing in what defines a Sonic world in our design. I liked mm -hmm. that idea, and when it was first coming out, I was very excited for this game because it was I I loved everything up in the Sonic up to that point. My my problems with Shadow, not Shadow. I love Shadow. Uh, problems with the game, Shadow. We'll talk about it later. My problems with Sonic Adventure Two aside, I still had a good time more than I did not with that. And I like the idea of like, okay, Rough Buff focused up. We're gonna do mostly Sonic style gameplay, but we'll intertwine, you know, different mechanics with these other two characters. But it just it felt so loosey goosey, and it felt so. I don't know, man. Like these these set pieces didn't overstay their welcome before, but then, yeah, like you say, like the car and like, what are we doing here? And then you have to go back to this with different characters. And then, yeah, chaotix. Oh my God, dude. Oh my God. Like, I think it's so confused. I don't know, man. That's, that's my thing. I, it has been a long ass time since I've gone back to play Sonic heroes. Uh, in due in part because I do not care for Sonic Heroes, and I uh, I don't remember a lot about this level. Uh, the only thing I remember fondly about it is the music, and everything else I just remember doing it a lot, and that's about it. I do not think very highly of of Seaside Hill. I uh, I remember aesthetically liking it a lot. But in terms of gameplay, it felt like a bit of a slog. There's there's a reason that even as a kid, something about playing Sonic Heroes for the first time felt like a step down. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think um, yep. it it doesn't need to be shortened by much, in my opinion, but it does need to be shortened for, you know, brevity. Um, so, yeah, are we all good for Sonic Heroes? Yeah, I'm sure I'll yeah. say more when we rank it, but yeah, I'm good for now. Let's enter Shadow the Hedgehog with Westopolis. It's fucking literally, well, literally worse. by ten. Imagine a level that introduces you to a game mechanic that allows you to teleport forward, but the level also actively punishes you for using said mechanic for uh for shadow imagine a level encouraging you to choose a side in a war but then giving you the ability to just say fuck it all with a blast button the confused does not even begin to describe this absolute foster cluck of a of a design decision there. yeah it's bad that's all i'm gonna say you've basically <laughs> said it all for me there <laughs> yeah i mean sonic games are usually the best way to introduce you to not only mechanics, but and I think this is a failure of both Seaside Hill and of Westopolis. Um, 
most Sonic games, you don't mind spending a bunch of time in that opening level. I mean, they did that back in Sonic 1, where it's like, oh, I died, I don't have any saves or anything. Oh, that's fine. The first level's still fucking fun as hell to play. These two games that literally require you to play multiple times, and Shadow doubles down on this, because if you want the final ending, you're going to spend more time in this level than any other part of the game. Does not evolve its gameplay. Is tedious the very first time you play it. And it only gets worse with every every return trip. And at the same time, it... I mean, like, aesthetically, I like the... I like how different it looks compared to City Escape. Like, how Sonic is introduced to a city world as opposed to Shadow, which is a post-apocalyptic thing. I think that's that's very fitting for the tone the game sets. But it is by far the least interesting in terms of aesthetic compared to the rest of the game, which kind of sucks because there are a lot of fun designs later on. But this is such a bad introduction to some of the good ideas this game does have. But, man, this was a tiresome level. Has anyone here played Near Automata? Yeah. No. Yeah. So that's a game yeah. <laughs> that you have to beat multiple times but on every restart you realize you're not playing the same experience again a lot of the context is uh is the same but you're playing it under different conditions uh you have maybe different affiliations maybe different goals your actions do not remain the same not all the time however in shadow the stupid Bitch-ass motherfucker hedgehog. <laughs> you have to go through the same stupid level ten fucking times. Nothing about the layout is different. Even the different objectives are effectively the same. Yep. You are either going after aliens, or you're going after gun soldiers, or you're just trying to get to the end of the level for the least satisfying conclusion. It is... It's the funniest such... conclusion. It's the funniest one. <laughs> And and it's 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 oh my freaking god! Like it, we can talk about Sonic Heroes, but at least the gameplay style is different. It's not the case with Shadow. You know, in Sonic Adventure One, it's hey, you get to play as these different characters, and they all in, interact with this environment in very different ways. For Big the Cat, it's a completely different like side of that level no one else plays in but no shadow the hedgehog it was mm, i'm getting as redundant as that stupid level itself it's just bad i don't think it has any redeemable qualities outside i think the music is kind of cool it does i gotta say this too because um i know i'm a just a classic cuck and whatever else i never really thought about how jarring there that's not true i have thought about how jarring like humans are with sonic when i was playing through adventure one and two but when i actually played the game itself outside of the cutscenes, i didn't mind it because to me it felt like sonic can have fun wherever he is it doesn't matter if it's a human world or a world that looks like it's more designed around him it always felt like sonic is going to have a good time and the world kind of feels like it changes around him to better suit his designs because yeah, it always feels like sonic it's weird that he has a real ass whale chasing him maybe but you're not thinking about it in the moment it's just wow this is really cool with shadow though that was the first time during gameplay where i have to drive a car or pick up a gun and 
look at all these army dudes and this alien invasion and I'm like none of this works. This is this is ugh. And then when it gets a little bit more out there with this aesthetics later on with some of the other levels, then I'm more I'm having more fun exploring it, but at the same time, yeah. The core game mechanics add nothing to the series and it doesn't justify Shadow being a spin-off series, which is a shame because again, I really do love his character. I love his design, but I complained about this a few weeks ago where I liked Knuckles, not just for his design, but what he brought to the table in terms of mechanics and how he evolved and it could turn into something else. And I was very disappointed in Chaos for not growing that because I really felt like he could be his own unique side series. Shadow played like Sonic and they try to change that by putting him in in machines and shooting guns and it just didn't flow together at all i do i do have to ask uh, uh, like cuz we we are on the topic of uh opening levels that start to get kind of redundant and they kind of repeat themselves over and over again do we feel that wave ocean from sonic 06 was maybe on the verge of 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 maybe having the same problem wave ocean to me <laughs> no. is doesn't have the same problems and is not as redundant as them. It is it is a, a criminal affront, as far as I'm concerned. I fucking despise Wave Ocean. Oh, okay. How do you Speaking take Emerald Christmas. Coast and make it slower and more annoying? It Let's, is yeah. So not only that, before you even get to the level, right? And yeah, I guess we are. We're moving on to 06 at this point. Is yeah, we're moving on to yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was my let's, to no, no. Let's compare the opening hub section of Sonic Adventure to that of Sonic 06, where you have to go to a <laughs> shop. If So here are two things, right? Here's, if you've never played a Sonic game before, I mean, I you have to walk me through it. You guys who've played it a little bit more recently than it. Like, I'm sure it guides you to the shop where you have to buy you the thing. You have to go to the shoemaker, or, yeah. um, and then you have to basically test out his shoes. He pays you some money to go to the shop to get the light speed ring dash thing. And then you light speed ring dash to the level. When I first played it, I just assumed the light speed dash was there and I died immediately. And I've never died in the few hub worlds that this fucking series has. I've never died before the first fucking level of a Sonic <laughs> game before. And then you get to that piece of garbage bullshit level. I just... I can't comp. I can't. I can't. You guys talk. I'll, I'll yell about it later. I so I'm going to go game. ahead and say that Wave Ocean isn't the problem for me as far as I'm concerned. I think as far as the level and the level design goes, it's actually honestly fine. It's just that the mechanics that make that level work are the mechanics that make Sonic 06 work, and therefore they don't work. <laughs> like, oh, um, yeah. For example, when you're sliding away from the killer whale, um, the best thing to do is just put the controller down and let him do it. Don't dodge anything, and that's just not good. That like, but I would say this: like, if you take wa uh, Wave Ocean, also what a ridiculous name for a level. But if you take <laughs> Wave Ocean and put it into any other engine with any other Sonic, it's really not a bad level, and it, I'd say it's definitely a better level than some of the levels that are going to come after it on this list. Mm. Um, it's again, it's the game it's in is the problem. Wave Ocean, eh, I don't I, really have any strong feelings. My my feeling about it, and 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 it's the reason I I tried to transition in in this particular way is I feel like um 
there's a lot about wave ocean that's maybe a little too similar to emerald coast uh and, and trust me as as somebody who absolutely adores sonic adventure and emerald coast being not only my introduction to to sonic but to like basically console gaming I appreciate some of the callbacks, but a lot of it just felt unnecessary. And I remember being a kid with my cousin and just getting really confused in that level and not knowing exactly what to do. Some of the times we were just like, why are we just switching over to tails in the middle of this? I it, it, like, yeah, I, I, I didn't Ring know Bob. how to. God damn Ring Bob. <laughs> and I didn't know how to expect <laughs> much of it. I thought that was pup. Jesus. Uh, I, 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 uh, Without getting too too deep into it, I just simply don't care that much for Emerald Coast. And a lot of that is, yes, it is a good introduce into the game that it is uh, it is uh, getting you into. Unfortunately, I think that game is full of bullshit. I've I will say this. Sonic a- games my entire life. I got a game over the first time I put, put up Sonic 06 in Wave Ocean. I didn't know what was happening in that level. The broken mechanics would kill me. Or not knowing what the fuck Tails was doing or accidentally trying to pick up a fake ring that's in the middle of all these other ones. Or Sonic dying because I spent too long trying to figure out what Tails was doing or where to go or how constricted it is compared to what was just out. Like, a few... Adventure is so... I just... I'm sorry. It's a pretty looking level, though, as far as, like, a demonstration (laughs) of the graphical capabilities of the new generation of Sonic. That level. Every which way. I think it did. I so my thing with Wave Ocean, the only thing I can give it credit for, uh, I was able to play as Omega in it, and it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's open enough. I, I like that about like, it. Like that's like that's the thing. Like I as a level, it feels like it's taking what it's taking uh, Emerald Coast and going. All right, uh, let's let's take this level. And let's literally take set pieces from it and graph them identically. But now they suck. High speed section. The speed section uh, is where the big, like, that's where I caused a game over as well. And it's not helped by the fact that if you get game over, you have to start from the very opening cutscene again. Um, but, like, yeah, having Sonic immediately, like, get injured just for hitting something. And the controls, again, they don't make it any easier. But I still insist that the level is not the problem. Oh, no, the level's a problem. I, I... Absolutely is. Uh, so when you also get, like, if you can get through the busted-ass part that launches you where you're sliding over the water, unless you know where you're going specifically, and again, it doesn't... Not again, I didn't say it the first time. But it, it's not too hard to tell where it is. I have died there before because I didn't know immediately where to go the first time I played that. It does not I... do anything an introduction level should do. Yeah, I think this will be my last thing I say on on this particular level because we do got to move on. But, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, a while back, I I did uh, I did a review on Treasure Planet for the PS2, and, and trust me, there's a reason behind this comparison. I uh, <laughs> there's uh, they have some really cool solar surfing levels in there. You get to ride the solar surfer, you get to do races, yada yada yada. The first couple of levels where you do that is great. But the later ones, where everything is a lot more constricted and things are a lot more claustrophobic, it is all over the fucking place because they the level design does not accommodate the physics in such a way that it makes it a more comfortable experience. I do not personally feel that Emerald Coast, the way that it is designed, does a good job of taking the mechanics and the physics and everything from the game that it's based in and actually making them feel comfortable. I think it fails in that regard. Yeah, I... um. 
My problem with it is what people have problems with sometimes. I think people get tired of seeing Green Hill. My problem with uh, Wave Ocean is it not only just is, is busted as shit, but like you said there, like I think it's calling back a lot to Sonic Adventure, and all it really mm -hmm. does is make me want to play Sonic Adventure. But I, we, we probably should move on to the yep. next one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, which brings us to Sonic Unleashed, um, and that is... Uh, Sorry, I always get the name of the location confused with the name of the stage. Windmill Isle. Yeah. And um, I think Windmill, Windmill Isle, Isle is great. I think it yeah. does everything a Sonic opening level should in giving you enough space to kind of get to grips with Sonic and try out the new mechanics. Um, but also, I just really like the location as well. Like, a Potos, and I was saying to Wayne earlier before we started the show, all of the locations in Sonic Unleashed feel really lived in. And I just think, yeah, this is no exception. I um, I'm used to the Wii version of Sonic Unleashed. I think I tried the 360 version at one point. Uh, today I sat down to to try it again because I was like, oh yeah, I did download that to my to my Xbox One. Uh, man, I nutted. <laughs> <laughs> that that level's cute. really really fucking good. Oh my god, if we're talking okay, so if we're talking just introducing you to the mechanics and the way that the game is going to be played. That has me so excited for what the rest of that version of the game has up its sleeve because it was the kind of level where I got to the goal ring, I paused in midair and hit restart because I just wanted to do it again and perfect my run. I wanted to get faster, I wanted to collect more things along the way, I wanted to find the best routes, I wanted to take no damage. It's the kind of like, it is the perfect length where it is just fun to replay over and over again. That is the one where the game doesn't have to force you to replay it. You replay it because you want to. Yep. So, it's a roller coaster as well, isn't it? Like, oh, hell yeah. I'm going to have to be a negative Nancy again here. I think it's a wonderful level. Um, in terms of an introduction to it, I think it has the same problems as Sonic 1 to a far more extreme example because it, does not prepare you for what the werehog brings to the table. And I, I do think it is a much more jarring contrast when you compare it to Green Hill to Marble. Uh, well, to Marble, I keep trying to call it Marble Garden there. Is uh, I, the I problem said it... there not more just the werehog in itself, though, in that case? Because yes, I don't know how absolutely. else they're supposed I... to really show well, that. Well, let me uh, let me get to my, my overall point there. That's the only negatives I can really bring to the table there. Because if we are talking about introduction levels, I do think it shares the same issues as the very first Sonic game there in terms of like kind of lying to you about the rest of the game. But the you want to spend so much time that opening level. It's not too big of a problem, but like the boost levels are just so much better than the rest of the game. And I've said I mean, this before. If I may, like particularly with Sonic 1 as well, sorry to interject. I, I don't see that as an issue with Green Hill so much as the rest of the game. But if it needs to introduce you to the rest of the game, I do think it needs to be addressed on some level there. As far as the level itself is concerned, it's it's beautiful. It's super fun. And I don't disagree with uh, with uh, the compliments you guys are giving. It. It's, it's a fucking wonderful level on its own terms. Uh, Sirius? Uh, I will say this about Windmill Isle. The Wii version's a little more bland, but I think both are good. It is it is not my favorite level of Unleashed, but it is a fantastic level. I understand that it may not prepare you for the Werehog, 
But I think in terms of a level that's job is not only to teach you what you're going to encounter in the in the rest of the game, uh, which I think is a fair criticism. The level should also sell you on the thesis of what the game should be like the, the, the first level should be an idealized version of the game for you. Green Hill does a great job at that. And I think that Windmill Isle does a very good job of that as well. You can play through the level 10 different times and still find a shit ton of enjoyment in that level. If you remove the Werehog in general, the progression from the boost challenges going forward there, it is a, it's a brilliant start. It absolutely is. And the progression of the, the boost challenges going through it. Again, it's been years, and I've yet to beat Eggman Land. Um, I've been waiting to go back to it. But from what I have played, if if we take the Werehog levels as their own thing and talk about the Werehog as it's introduced and how it progresses in its own gameplay style, then yeah, then if you try to separate those critiques, uh, Apodos or Apodos, how do you pronounce that? I think it's Apodos or Aptos. I'm not Apollo. sure. I mean, it's, it's a, a wonderful. Aptos sounds wonderful. more like a Greek. Yeah, it's it is a stunning contrast to Wave Ocean. Okay, we ready to move on to the next one? Yeah, yeah, yes. Tropical cool. Resort Sonic Colors. That's yeah, right. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I think, fucking love it. I love it. I fucking I love think it. For me, uh, Tropical Resort is kind of uh, visually and presentation wise astonishing. Again, breaks the mold in its own way. Level design, eh, it's all right. I think I, I need to replay it, which is weird because it wasn't that long ago Ultimate came out and I, I played no. it. I, I thought most of that game was kind of fine. Yeah, most of the game is fine. I, I think so. As far as opening levels go, this level is not only visually stunning, but it is it's a blast to play through and it doesn't suffer immediately from any of the weird gimmicks uh, that you end up getting in a lot of colors levels. I like yeah. that despite colors being a very 2D centric game, um, this level started out with confidence, confidence enough to go. We're not giving you a cutscene. We're not putting you in 2D. So you're safe. We're just dropping you in in 3D. We know what this engine is doing. We know what you want. Just just pop in and play some fucking Sonic and have fun. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I want that again. I want that. I want the feeling of when I, when I pop Sonic Colors into my Wii for the first time again in a Sonic game, because it is a, an absolutely memorable experience. Yeah. Outside I, of I, the one specific boost game, I do think all of them have very strong intros. I really like, uh, and I don't disagree in terms of like the, the overall game, like the 2D sections, I think they're fine, but I don't think they're they're great in terms of Sonic in general. They're, they're perfectly fine. It is a little jarring going from one to the other, like in the same level, but it is still... It doesn't lie to you at all. Like You understand what the entire game is in those first uh, few acts, and thematically... Nick? Am I here? You, you just got to cut out, Nick. Oh, I kind of cut up there, buddy. Oh, I didn't. You're back. You're back. Yeah. Where did Where did I chop off at? Uh, tropical resort. Yeah, you Story you were, you were talking about are not mainline. Shut up, yeah. certified. Um, <laughs> you were you were talking about how the level didn't lie it. to you. So, yeah, I I think in terms of like the, 
I guess like the strongest points are going to be aesthetic on terms of anything else. I think it fits in with the overall like uh, space carnival situ uh, thing they got going on there. It makes me excited to explore what else this theme park has available to it. Um, it's unique, but also fitting with Sonic in general. And um, yeah, I think it's just fun to play through. All together, it's it's one of my favorite opening levels. I really do love Tropical Resort. If we're talking about like the entire world, though, like if we're talking about like you go from the first level all the way to the boss, then things change a little bit for me because yeah, that gives you an honest look at how the rest of these worlds are structured, how short some of them can be, and then yeah, those critiques have to come into play as well. It tells you what that whole game is about, but it also shows you those faults as well where. Again, they play fine, but some of those short-ass levels are just a pain in the ass. And we really didn't need five acts in, or five or six acts in each world there. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I apologize. I don't have much to say about Tropical Resort. There you go. Okay, so shall we move along then to Sonic Generations with green hill zone we're back baby <laughs> <laughs> and i was happy to see it here you know like this was before i got fucking yeah. sick of it but like so i, I yeah to, real quick to, I, I apologize i'm sorry to break up everything there because i know certified loves to just have fun discussions in our chat every episode here i'll be honest with you i've not played black knight for years or secret rings or anything i don't consider the main line and they kind of felt like they were kind of spinning off there. I don't remember enough of it to have you give you an honest conversation about it. I'm sorry. I we'll talk about it at a different time. Yeah. So. I haven't played Black Knight we, at we all. Can so. always, we can always brush up on spinoffs at a later date, I guess. Like, it's a long life. Fuck it. Um, yeah, we're going to okay, do more yeah. shows. <laughs> Green Hill Zone. We're back, baby. Um, so, yeah. Act 1, you know, Act 2. Both two different perspectives. And obviously, seeing this in 3D with the graphical fidelity of the Xbox 360 at the time was so exciting. And just hearing Junsunu's remixes and such, yeah, it's just great. Um, as far as the level design goes, particularly for Act 2, I would have liked something a little more comprehensive. We were still kind of in that boost to win kind of feel with that level, whereas like after Sky Sanctuary, it really stepped up its game. But still, yeah, it's solid. I um I think because uh, I, I replayed uh, Green Hill last night and even playing like Act One with 2D Sonic, I I, I enjoyed uh just kind of we have seen a lot of Green Hill, but I think it was like probably one of the uh, the best renditions of Hey, what if we took this into a more 3D angle? Because uh, I know some other games have tried to do that, um, but it's my favorite aesthetic for it, honestly. Uh, if we're doing like 3D like Green Hills uh, zone style levels. It's a it's a beautiful level. I think it's it's fun. It's not one of my favorites in terms of like even in Sonic Generations. That's probably the level I go back to replay the least. Uh, but it's neat. I I think I echo I echo Wayne a little bit here. Um, I I will say this: playing Son playing this game, hopping into it and being able to experience Green Hill in 3D because I never got to 100% Sonic uh, Sonic Adventure Two. So I never got to play Green Hill in 3D in that game. It felt really good being able to do that in this game. Um, I I know that it would get done to death later on, but that's that's not the conversation here. 
the conversation just on how how well this level does. And in terms of an opening level, getting me excited for the rest of the game, it does it. It's it's it is one of my least replayed levels, but that's fine. I think that speaks more to the merits of everything else in generations than it does to any shortcomings in this level. It's um yeah, I I know people are tired of Green Hill now, but what the game was setting out to do at the time and even playing it again now, it really did take an old idea and made it feel fresh as far as I was concerned, uh, both with 2D Sonic, bringing him back. We hadn't seen him in a while, but seeing him kind of travel through environments he'd never been to before, and even going back to these old levels and, and experiencing them in a kind of a unique way. Like, this is the first time we saw these Green Hill assets, and I thought it was absolutely beautiful. The remixes for the music, I, I fucking adore to death. And modern Sonic, like crashing, being able to crash through like wooden bridges and stuff like that, and then like the mm-hmm. big set piece with the with the giant um, what is the piranha robot called? Fuck, um, piranha plant. God damn you! I... And, and going through like like first time going through like like the the back like the mountains, the watery mountains in the background. All of it really just felt fresh and nostalgic all at the same time. And I think that is a very important thing if you are going to be revisiting uh, old aesthetics is you need to be able to bring them back in a new, fresh way. And I think Generations pulled that off in spades. And I thought it was a very, very strong introduction. And yeah, kicking you off uh, straight into a level like Colors did felt a lot less jarring this time because uh, you're coming from the perspective of classic Sonic and then the mystery of like, what's going on when you know the time eater first shows up there is a lot better than uh you play through a couple levels of tropical resort and then sonic and tails do a flashback as uh them going onto an elevator that had its keys left in it or whatever that stupid shit was i think it's a really really strong level um and i love it happy with green hill i am let's move along to sonic lost world with uh, windy or windy hill? I feel like windy hill makes more sense because it's very windy. I think it's fine. Uh, it's it is um it is evocative of the game that follows. For me, um, okay, I guess I'll say this. I think um, Lost World has some really cool level design. To be fair. Um, and I think Windy Windy Fuck is actually a really um, <laughs> s- solid opener in that, you know, you can get to grips with the way Sonic plays. It's got that jungle gym kind of feel and the mechanics and everything. Uh, I just wish it had a different design and theme. Like, take take the same overall gameplay experience, but just with a different aesthetic, and then I'd be pleased. And that is my summary of all of Sonic Lost World. I ain't phased by it. I like seeing... Uh... Uh, very traditional Sonic design uh, plastered over a, a different way of uh, doing things. Um, I definitely like the casino stuff later on as well. I just, I mean, I'm just overall very eh about the game in general, and I thought this was just, it was fine. I It just makes me think, like, I don't know, I, th- I thought everything was beautifully animated, but at the end of the day, it just makes me want to play either Mario Galaxy or other Sonic games. For what it is, I, I think it's fine. It was just a game that needed a a better sequel that kind of fused the 3DS and, and Wii U stuff there. 
And... Well, just a quick side note, actually, in terms of the 3DS one. Uh, we've, you've kind of mentioned a few times when the opening level doesn't give you an indication of what the actual game's going to be like. Fucking 3DS Lost World, where the one and only good stage that I actually liked in that game is the Windy Hill opening level, and the rest of it is dog shit. <laughs> I think the game um, fails in teaching you the parkour. I think the entire game teaches you very little about yeah. the parkour. I went through that entire game, and by the time I had finished up with Zavik, or I guess Eggman, I literally forget Eggman is after Zavik, um, I still wasn't sure I confidently could tell you how to play that game. The uh, the the opening level, I think the biggest sin it does do, and I agree with you, Nick. The biggest sin it 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 has is it does not do a good job of teaching you the parkour system. I remember playing through the game. It took me about it took me about two or three worlds before I really kind of got to grips with the parkour system. Yeah, and uh, that's that is not that is not a good sign at all. An opening level should do a an infinitely better job uh at teaching you the, the the very basic idea of what the game's trying to do as its main gimmick and just i don't know i don't i don't hate the level though i don't hate it it is it is a fun level in its own right um but i i just don't think it stands up to most of the other stuff on this list no. it's not offensive it's not an offensive level they also definitely dropped off on having like the narrative feel kind of intertwined with the opening level because Sonic Lost World uh, is not a very well thought out kind of world or lore to it. No, it's, it's not. I get the impression from Lost World like they really were putting a lot into it in terms of like a, a unique Sonic experience, even if it is emphasizing a lot of uh, Mario design in there. But it does feel like at some point they realized that we are developing because we had a contract with Nintendo and this is ultimately not going to do a great job sales wise. Um, I think they wrapped it up and it's a competent design game. It's not busted like 06 is, but overall, yeah, I'm very, it's a very forgettable game altogether. And uh, yep. the opening level does not help it all out at all. So next no. up, if we're all happy with that, we've got Sonic Mania with Green Hill Zone. <laughs> this one so, is interesting to me because it feels like after especially after everything we know about it now where they're like oh well we have to reuse a lot of it if all the stuff is true like because sega wants us to reuse a lot of stuff i feel like um i feel like a whitehead and his team really did their best to be like okay if we're gonna do it we're gonna do our best to make it stand out and feel like a sequel to green hill more than a return trip to Green Hill. So I, I think it's I, good, but this is my single favorite version of Green Hill Zone. And I think it has about as much it gets away with doing Green Hill again about as much as I think Generations does. I, can I think that's that. uh, yeah. I, I think a part of that is because it was feeling a little repetitive at this point because this is where, oh, so we're doing this the third time now. But it was, uh, okay, let's um, let's take the first, uh, the first two acts of Green Hill Zone and combine them together. 
and then let's do a Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Now it's transitioning. Uh, one, we're introducing the fact that mini bosses are in the middle of every single zone. And then two, we're bringing back one of my favorite things that a 2D Sonic game can do. And that's uh, switch up the music halfway through and like add another level of depth to it as well as the gameplay. And that was where it really felt like stuff was kicking off. We brought in the warp rings that take you to special stages. It's one of my favorite elements uh, Sonic 3 brought to the table. I think it's the best way uh, that uh, secret stages are handled in those games. I love the music, the way they updated that. It feels like I'm playing a new level and one, again, that I want to get better at and replay over and over. One of the things that just brightens my my face whenever I get back into Sonic Mania is Act 2 of Green Hill Zone again, because I like Act 1 just fine, but let's be real. It's it's just Act 1 and 2 from Sonic 1. Yeah, but. Yep. Man, when you hit Act 2, zip lines everywhere, warp rings to go find, new places to explore, that wonderful, wonderful music. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, no, I'm going off, but I, I do love I do love Sonic Mania's Green Hill Zone. It feels if like you're going to bring it, um, if you're going to bring it back a third time, or if you count LEGO Dimensions a fourth time, <laughs> then it at least makes sense to do it with a really interesting new twist and do it well. And I think, like, everything the original Green Hill Zone got right, this does better. And mm. um, that's how you do it. That That's justified. Uh, the colors as well, a bit brighter than they were before, but it doesn't at least look like a fucking acid trip like Sonic CD did. Um, <laughs> so yeah, on a whole, big thumbs up from me. Yeah, solid. It feels like a a Green Hill where it, the developers made a Green Hill where they knew the players had played through Green Hill before. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that about it for sure. It's, I mean, that is emphasized no greater than um, with bringing in the final boss of Sonic 2 in as the first boss of this game. <laughs> what say you, uh, sir? I don't think I can add much more onto this. It is it's just a regurgitation of the same points. It's It's Green Hill again, but it's also in some ways Green Hill perfected. I think it's so bold. Honestly, like, yeah, if Sega said we have to go back to these old levels again, I think it's so unbelievably fucking bold of Christian Whitehead to take one of the most important levels in game history and say, yeah, but what can we add to it? You know, it's not trying to change up the aesthetic. It's not here for nostalgia pandering or set pieces, because I really do think, like, overall structurally, I think Generations did a fine job for what it was doing. I really love the opening for Generations, but when Mania has nothing to focus on but the mechanics, I think it just is genius. It's absolutely beautiful. That is the one strength of having Green Hill come back so often is that it really shows uh, uh, Headcanon and Pagoda Games and all of them at their absolute finest. Like, we have the confidence to not only go back to Classic Sonic and say, we can go back to basics, we can still bring you the game styles that made this series so special, but we still have ideas to improve upon. I just, yeah, I respect it so much on, on that sense. Which is why it's so upsetting or disappointing or frustrating <laughs> when we go back a couple of months later and yeah. all of the best benefits of revisiting Green Hill Zone fall flat on their fucky spiny face. Which brings yeah. us to Sonic Forces with Green Hill Lost Valley. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
It's fucking trash. This is more like Sandhill, am I right? This is the worst. The no worst version of this. The worst version of Green Hill Zone in a mainline Sonic game by a country fucking mile. They did. If Green Hill Zone, we, is, I just occurred what? to me. I'm sorry. This just occurred to me. Did we skip Sonic Four? We did. Uh, I haven't played Sonic Four. Sonic so I'm gonna be honest. Sonic Four is an aside. It's an aside. It's not mainline. I'm talking about it what kind of Sega it treats as mainline. To be mainline eh. But no, they, it wanted to be. It's not. It it wanted to be. It just isn't. It's I a mean, spinoff at best. I mean, just house so, rule. How telling it is that Sega gave up on it before they were even done with it. You know, ha- house rules. Sonic Four is Sonic Mania. Well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna so anyway for videos. <laughs> so anyways, Sonic Forces is uh, first level. <laughs> is uh, take all of the wonderful jungle gym of. The Green Hill Zone that's immediately associated with it, which every version up until this point has had. Scrap it and have a series of scripted on-rails events and straight lines, and it's shit. I'm sorry. But as we said before, if you're going to bring back Green Hill Zone again, do it well. They didn't fucking do it well. They almost <laughs> had a good idea there, right? Where we we're going to bring back these recognizable areas, but we're going to show them being destroyed or demolished and transformed into this disgusting thing. Here's the problem with that. Two classic Sonic games did those ideas better. You had Sonic CD, which literally has a bad future, which looks way more interesting aesthetically. And then you have Sonic 3, which has the island burned down around you. And both of those ideas are done so much better, almost 25 years apart from that fucking video game. And then. Can we also just note? There's like no sense of threat here. There's no carpet bombing. No. Literally, there's destroyed Death Egg robots. Why are they destroyed? Who did that? Do I even need to do this? <laughs> they just reused assets too. This is where I was truly sick. And I think a lot of people were sick and tired of Green Hill Zone. Mania had to reuse assets, but at least they did something fun mechanically. This one just reused assets from a six year old game, and it just feels lazy. There's not even worse. Yeah. And like that's in stark contrast when even in hard mode, it feels like baby mode. It's like every critique anybody ever had about the boost mechanics are found here. Like it just lets the critics, it just confirms critics' worst fears uh, and and worst complaints about that style of gameplay. Like 06 was in its own different way. I still say Wave Ocean's far worse for different reasons but yeah this is criminally offensive after getting everything right so well with these mechanics and with this world and aesthetic in so many other games it is such a spectacular failure and nobody shuts the fuck up in that level either i'm just thinking wow easy mode's looking a lot more like baby mode right now (laughs) (laughs) more like baby hill (sighs) If you've never played a Sonic game before, though, choose medium mode because hard might just be a little too much for you, buddy. You so, you don't understand these Sonic games, buddy. These are these are these are difficult. These so, are man's games. Man, I'm like, yeah. Now, Sonic Forces is the worst version of of Green Hill Zone. It's it's uh, a shame that it it's as bland and as forgettable and as just absolutely. Well, bad as it is, and it just had no. It, I think the worst thing about it is that it had no excuses for any of that. Yeah. If you're is. gonna bring something back at, as soon after as well, 
it's got to be at least as good as what came before. It cannot be worse. Yeah, yeah. agreed. It's um. So, and yeah, Davidson, I do apologize. I should have expressed that. I know it didn't reuse assets. I know they had to redraw things. But you know what I mean, though. Like, um, unless you're somebody yeah. who's done the research, it looks like the same level. Um, and I can't say the same for for oh, no, six uh, forces. They absolutely just reused a lot of assets and slapped it together into one game. And instead of being a celebration or like a dire contrast to you know, this world they had built up in games prior, it just feels lazy. It feels rushed and slapped together. It's farted out into existence. And it's it's playable. I still say Forces is nowhere near as bad as a lot of fans make it out to be, but in in terms of what we had before, it's inexcusable as far as I'm concerned, especially the wait between games. Now, with all of that said, uh, I guess we have been going for a good two hours now. Good Lord. Uh, but uh, just so we can go ahead and, and wrap things up so we can go ahead and move on to Super Chats, uh, let's go ahead and briefly, uh, we don't have to go into to too much detail, but just kind of list what is our ranking for the 16 opening levels for what we've determined are the mainline Sonic games. Shall we go around the table and do like each of our 16th places and then count down from there? Or shall we just do our whole ranking across the probably table? The whole, probably the whole ranking. Yeah, let's just do our whole list like per person. Okay, left to right. Yep, pop, you're that on. That makes me first. Okay, 16th place, Green Hill, Lost Valley, Sonic Forces. If you're going to bring back Green Hill, don't fuck it up. This is just criminally bad. <laughs> no excuse. 15th place, Westopolis, Shadow the Hedgehog. Boring, garbage, trash, I hate it. 14th place, Palm Tree Panic, Sonic CD, not noteworthy, don't care. 13th place, Windy Hill, Sonic Lost World, pretty good level design, overall, don't give a fuck. 12th place, Wave Ocean, Sonic 06. I still don't think the level's the problem. I think the level's pretty good, actually. It's just... Everything about Sonic 06 doesn't fucking work, therefore this doesn't fucking work. 11th place, Mushroom Hill, Sonic and Knuckles, is fine. 10th place, Tropical Resort, Sonic Colors Ultimate Game of the Year Edition, is fine. 9th place, Emerald Hill, Sonic 2, great. <laughs> Move on. 8th place, Seaside Hill, Sonic Heroes, I like how long it takes me, I like its comprehensive level design, fuck it. 7th place, Emerald Hill, Emerald Coast, Sonic Adventure. Great opening level for all the reasons we explained. Fuck it. Sixth place, Green Hill Zone, Sonic 1. Yeah, good. All right, fine. Fifth place, Green Hill Zone, Sonic Generations. It's like the, the first one, but it's actually 3D, so it's therefore better. Fourth place, Green Hill Zone, <laughs> Sonic Mania. Okay, yeah, admittedly best version of Green Hill Zone, even though it is in 2D for fucking losers, but whatever. <laughs> Third place, Wind Wind Windmill Isle, Unleashed. Yeah, you know how it is. Second place, Angel Island, Sonic 3. What can I say that Nick hasn't already said a thousand times? First place, City Escape, Sonic Adventure 2. Obviously, shut the fuck up. Okay, you're up next. Next, Nick. Next. You're up next, Nick. <laughs> I mean, I have it all listed here, but I've been a little back and forth on some of these ones here because some of them I'm kind of whatever about and other ones are just... <sighs> it's a big list. But, I mean, for sure, like the bottom of my list is definitely Wave Ocean. Um, fuck it to death. Fuck that game. Uh, it's broken. It's bad. It's terrible. I do not like it. Um, after that is definitely Forces, though. Forces is uh, it's just an embarrassment. It's not as bad mechanically as the next one between it, but it, it's boring. It's it, it's just bad. We talked about it before. Um, and then what was that? 14 would be Westopolis for me for everything we talked about before. This is where I start kind of uh, mixing it up a little bit, where I'm a little bit 
I just don't know. I think I'm going to have to say Seaside Hill after all of that, which sucks for me because I like it when they try to do new things. But overall, I just don't like playing it. Um, I don't hate it, but I get so tired of it by the time I have to go through it like four separate times, and it's just way too long. Um, 13. Man. Like, this is the middle part where I'm, I'm just so kind of just torn up about here. I think I'm going to give it to Palm Tree pa Panic. I, I like some of the new mechanics here, but it's just been done before. We know what's going on there. It's whatever. So Palm Tree gets... Where was I there? That was 13th, I think. 12th? So, yeah, you're on 12th now. It's these middle sections, man. Like, I'm looking at I this I thought you list. said you had this written down. I have them all written down, but I just... I got, they're just so interchangeable. Some of these are so interchangeable that... Man. Just read the list. We're all getting whiplash here. You're fine. You're going to be fine. Um... Generations Green Hill. I don't want to put it that far down. I really like Generations Green Hill, but I, I just like the other ones better. After that, uh, God, this is rough. Uh, I don't want to say this one. I really love this Sonic level. Sonic 3D Blast. Sonic 3D Blast. No, I think it's going to have to be Emerald Coast. I think it might have to be Emerald Coast. I really Come like on. a lot of these down. levels. On you. Wayne, settle down. Have a Pepsi, man. Have a, fucking, have a, have a Pepsi. Oh, God. Have um, a Pepsi, swear to God. I just, I mean, I gotta say, guys, like, outside of those uh, last three, I can even like Seaside Hill to a point, and it's definitely like, I like it less, but like, after Seaside, I just love these levels. I really and truly do. But Emerald Coast, after that, ugh. Objectively wrong. So. Yeah, and I'm about to. All of your opinions Fuck. are wrong. Sonic Unleash. <laughs> Sonic Unleash. Um, I don't what like. What number is this? It's like 11, I think, probably. Okay. 10 or 11. Okay. Sonic Unleash is. It's really good. It's really, really good. But like, I do have to get into the nitty gritty when I'm like picking these apart now, and then just like, yeah, I don't, I don't like his wider turn, and I don't like that it doesn't really train me for the. The shitty werehog. It's so fucking good, though. It really is. Um, fuck. After that, Emerald Hill. I might. I mean, and get any given day you talk to me, that might even go further down the list compared to compared to win hit or this other th stuff I've just been saying. It's a really good level, and I just have a lot of nostalgia for it. And I just think it's a very confidently built level and a very confidently built game. Uh. I really don't like putting it that far down. After that, what else am I missing here? Tropical Resort. I'd say Tropical Resort after that. I just really love it. Again, I can I can switch these all around in any given day. Then Mushroom Hill. And then... Fuck. This is where it gets really hard for me. God damn it. All right, fine. I'll be honest with myself. City Escape after that. Really goddamn good level, but I just don't love it as much as Angel Island and the number one pick for me. And I might have missed one in, in there. I might have. Just throw throw Mania Green Hill in the middle there somewhere. But Green Hill is has got to be my number one. Um, They did improve yeah. upon these ideas before, but it, it is... 
one of the singularly most important level designs in any video game in history. And yeah, it failed to show you what Marvel was going to be about, but it had the the ever-important duty of introducing Sonic the Hedgehog to the world. And I think that forever is just going to cement it to me as being too important not to talk about. Without the brilliance of Green Hill, none of these other levels would be able to thrive on any level. So it has my utmost respect. So I apologize for being a messy list. But like I said, in that middle section, I really could swap around a lot of those on any given day. And I know we got to get to You the, forgot the Windy guys. Hill. Oh, well, there you go. Wow. Put there Windy you Hill. Go. Put the... Windy Hill. Um, Middle? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's definitely be below Seaside. Definitely below okay. Seaside for me. It's a D. Yeah. Okay, so, Cyrus, while I put a, a petrol rod up Nick's ass, how about you go read your list off? <laughs> so, I think for me, my 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 number 16 is Westopolis. Fucking no. I, I cannot stand. I cannot stand that level. I couldn't stand it as a kid. I can't stand it now. Fuck it. Uh, 15, definitely Sonic Forces, Sand Hill. Uh, come on. How do you take one of the most iconic levels in video games and just fuck it up? How do you do it? Um, number 14, Seaside Hill. It's it's very low for me. I know I like Sonic Heroes as a game, as an entire package. But I hate Seaside Hill. <laughs> I just do not find enjoyment out of that. After that wave ocean i i i legitimately enjoy wave ocean more than seaside hill um number 12 for me is is windy hill from lost world uh i i find it to be an inoffensive level uh that's probably like that's that's where i start hitting my middle ground like that's it is now just mildly inoffensive but it's not good um after that number 11 palm tree panic i again it's 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 vertical green hill it's inoffensive but i don't like it uh, after that, I'm I'm hitting the same problem that Nick has hit, where a lot of these are very interchangeable. Uh, so this being on the bottom does not mean that it's several points under something that's closer to the top. This yeah. is like, yeah. Uh, so I have to say, number ten, Sonic Mania is Green Hill. It's I like everything else more than it that's on this list, but it doesn't make it bad. It's like if. If if my top ranks a hundred, this ranks like ninety five. <laughs> um, after that, uh, opening level of Sonic Unleashed, I, I like it in both the three sixty and the Wii version. I do. Um, I think that it's a, a good showcase for what you're going to experience in the daytime stages, uh, and it's it's very replayable. I like trying to get the S rank on it. Um, past that. My number eight slot is the Sonic Generations versus a version of Green Hill. Um, it, it it felt like coming back to an old friend. It felt like coming back to an old friend when I popped in that game for the first time on my PC. Um, number seven, Sonic Colors Tropical Resort. It's it's very hard to match the feeling of we're back where we should be. Uh, that that tropical resort gave me yeah. of just all the, all the feeling every, everything has been Lego blocked right in place where it needs to be for you to have an enjoyable Sonic experience. Again, it gave me confidence in the rest of that game, despite the rest of that package, not being as great for me. I, I, I enjoy heroes as a full package more than I do uh, Sonic colors, but as an opening level, that is just a, a fun fucking circus ride. Um, number six, mushroom Hill from Sonic and Knuckles. 
uh, I, aside from the pulley systems, I cannot knock anything in that level. It's just a fun, luscious, saturated green environment. I fucking love it. Um, after this, I'm probably going to make an enemy with this one. Uh, Sonic 1's Green Hill is my number five. I I have it ranked in, in terms of top places. It is ranked low. Um, uh, just wait for my list. Because even <laughs> though even though it did, and I agree with its historical significance, it's one of the reasons why I still venerate Ocarina of Time is because of its historical significance for the franchise. Um, I just think that it was done better in my third pick. But my, my fourth pick, uh, so as not to make an enemy forever of Wayne, my fourth pick is Emerald Coast from Sonic Adventure 1. It's not not quite high enough. <laughs> not quite high enough to stop <laughs> earning me the ire. Still in the top five, you guess, and you're fine. <laughs> God, you're like, a, you're like a disgruntled football dad when his son chooses a different team. <laughs> You're just like, at least it's not the Bulldogs. I'll piss on you. <laughs> As my dad would Fuck always it. say to me, I'll piss on you. <laughs> oh, my God. As my dad would always say to me, you were a mistake. Never forget that. I'll piss on mm. you. What's your number three, sir? What's your number three? My my number three is Emerald Hill. Uh, I It is one of my it is it is one of my favorite of the uh, the original series to, to go back to and just in terms of Sonic 2. Um, but I, I think Emerald Hill is just a, a more streamlined uh, Green Hill, and I just like it more than Green Hill. But then my number two pick, Angel Island. Um, in I, I know originally I said that I actually rank Angel Island below. It's it's not as high for me. But then when I when I when I think about all of the set pieces that that level gives me, uh, all of the just like wow factor that level has, despite me maybe enjoying being in the moment in Emerald Hill more, I think I still have to say Angel Island just it gives me more as a full package of a level. Um, but my my number one pick, I got to agree with Pup, it's City Escape. I'm sorry. In in terms of in terms of opening levels to sell me on the thesis of your video game. I think City Escape does a fan fucking tastic job of selling you not only the idea of Sonic in, in, in a realistic environment, um, but just the chaos of the cars flying everywhere, the set piece of the truck, seeing fucking Big the Cat run his happy ass on the sidewalk as you're running around that level. Like, there's just there's just so much good stuff in there. And there's hidden things, too that you just don't see the first time around. Like when you have to hop down to get the magic hands or when you're trying to find the lost chow up on the pulley system, uh, just there's, there's just a lot going on in city escape. And it, I think it all comes together to sell you on the idea that you're going to have a fucking great time when you play this game until you hit wild Canyon. <laughs> okay. So uh, my list, I should say that this is definitely not what I think are objectively the best in order. These are just like my personal feelings about each level and, and how much I, I hold them near and dear. Uh, so neighbor DX. No, I'm not going to have a goaded list because you're going to be upset about the, the, what I have at number 16. Number 16 is Westopolis. That fucking level. Fuck shot of the hedgehog. Um, the, uh, number 15 <laughs> yeah. is going to be forces. I highly, highly, highly disrespect lost valley i think that's what it was called and like i said before no excuses the only reason it's above shadow the hedgehog is because i only had to play it once uh number 14 is windy valley 
Uh, number 13 is Seaside Hill. Uh, I think it does get repetitive. Uh, I do have some fond memories of that, but it's, again, mostly the music. Uh, Wave Ocean, I put just slightly above it, it, it mostly because I, I think it's... Uh... Oh, no, 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 fuck that. No, 13 is 13 is Wave Ocean, 12 is Seaside Hill. Okay, <laughs> fix, fix that. There we um, go. Fuck you, yeah, Wayne. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, uh, number 11 is, uh, Tropical Resort. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I, having just played that months ago and I still barely remember it, I think that tells you what impression that game left on me. I don't have the context of playing that when it came out and, and what that meant to the series at the time. I, all the context I have for it is, is, is just what I played and I didn't think much of it. Um, number 10 is Green Hill Zone from Sonic 1. Um, uh, mostly because, like, yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't think that there's a, uh, a flaw to it being this low, mostly because, uh, what should have happened did happen, and that was other levels, especially those based on it, that took, uh, took what was there and built on the foundation. Uh, like Lost Valley. Uh, number nine <laughs> is Green Hill Zone from Sonic Generations. Uh, which did exactly what I just described, and I think it was fun for what it was doing there. Number eight is Palm Tree Panic. I think that level is super fascinating, if not one of the best. I think it is so interesting to think about and to analyze, and on the one hand, I think you could even look at it as a collectathon platformer, but from a 2D plane. Uh, number seven is going to be Emerald Hill from Sonic 2. I actually do th think I enjoy that one more than Green Hill Zone, and I think that it's exactly what it needed to be, and that was an evolution of what the first game introduced. Uh, number six is going to be Mushroom Hill. I love that aesthetic, I love the music, and I love a lot of these small, subtle ways it introduces mechanics to you. I, uh, number five is going to be Green Hill Zone from Sonic Mania. <laughs> uh, I, again, I, I kind of went into why I love that level so much, but it is my favorite version of Green Hill Zone. It's my favorite looking one. It's my favorite sounding one, and it is my favorite one to play. Number four is going to be Windmill Isle from Sonic Unleashed. Nut. Uh, number three <laughs> is going to be City Escape from Sonic Adventure 2. Hats off to Sonic Adventure 2 and to City Escape for a game that I feel so mixed about, when my sisters and I were kids and we would go back to replay that game, mostly to get drives for the for the Chow Garden, um, uh, we went to we went to City Escape. We loved the music. We loved playing through it. We loved that stupid truck, and it was uh, it's just a blast. I will go out of my way to boot that game up again when I normally wouldn't, just so I can play City Escape again. That's the mark of a really great opening. Uh, number two is Emerald Coast from Sonic Adventure. Oh, I wow. I adore that what? game so much. And for the, the level that introduced me to console gaming, to Sonic the Hedgehog, to one of my favorite franchises, I adore that game. And it, it, it taught me so much, not only about how games are made or how they can be enjoyed, but man, Emerald Coast is such a phenomenal accomplishment, but not as much in my eyes as Angel 
fucking island from Sonic 3, my number one. I don't know what else to say about Angel Island. It is a feat. And whenever I think Sega does what Nintendo don't, and I associate that with Sonic the Hedgehog, I'm thinking of Angel Island. All right. You know, I find super interesting about this list. Um, it is a very inter- interchangeable thing uh, in the middle there for a lot of us there. I think this just goes to show, like, yeah, maybe not the entire games are, like, the strongest things in the world. I'm thinking of my problems with the Werehog, or I really could put the same uh, critique against Sonic Adventure 2, honestly. But, man, there's a lot of good in these games, and I have a hard time picking between them because most of it's pretty fucking good. The only real consistency we seem to have is, like, maybe interchangeable in the top five, potentially, but, like, we're consistently in agreement um, for the bottom of that list. <laughs> yep. I like when, when Wayne begins his list is like, yep, fuck Westopolis. I'm like, ah, ah, we are on the same page. Yeah. This is wonderful. Regardless of how we feel about this or anything, like, fuck forces, at least this first part of it. Um, Wave Ocean can suck a dick. Westopolis can suck a dick. Yeah. And and I should I should mention because I'm seeing some some things in the comments about it. Emerald Coast I might go back to replay more than than Angel Island, but I think Angel Island just stole my respect in a different way. Uh, I it, it's not uh, I, uh, Emerald Coast might still be my personal favorite, but something about Angel Island just man yeah I don't know neither Wayne or I picked the first level of our favorite games of the series. You know that's. It just goes to show you the strength of these some of these level designs. It's a good list, pup. I'm glad you came up with this idea. Yeah, thanks, man. Because I, I, I really could, I think, tomorrow, like you asked me an, even in an hour to do that again, I'm probably going to give you different answers in the middle section there. I really was probably. not confident uh, spitting that stuff out there. I tried to like putting it all in a row, and I wish I, I did a little bit better there. But like I tried like three separate times, and I just couldn't come up with a definitive answer for some of that middle section there they're just that interchangeable for the best reasons I, they're just good i i changed out uh where some of my places were in the middle of this conversation yeah <laughs> like, i think i did like one or two like i changed places while i was in the middle of listing them off i was too i forgot <laughs> some of them sorry windy hill uh <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. i mean even the green hills as much as people get sick and tired of them like they're so interchangeable for me because they are either super important or just very just left a great impact on me with generations or it's just beautifully designed like mania but they're all up there for me because they're just fucking good um yeah but we should move on to super chats all right we should let's begin um okay so from left to right then Otis Small sends $5 saying, Nick, your boy is here confirming Venus de Milo for IDWTMNT. Yep. Thank you, Otis. And I'm very glad you're with us today. And we did talk about that earlier on while I was talking about like the Sally statue is just like, do not underestimate the power of money. Just don't. Like, you don't know for sure. None of us know for sure if a character is gone forever or not. Do not underestimate money. He says to the person that just donated money with a comment. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was talking that to no to the general audience saying Sally's gone forever. All right, Nick, you're up with Dreamboating. <laughs> we got some really generous donations today. Thanks, guys. 
Dreamboat with $20, critical bee theory or CBT is the process in which bees create energy rings by flying in a circle through various means, including but not limited to knit, n- <laughs> Nick Nutcracking, <laughs> Sir Slapping, Wayne Whap, and Pup Pounding. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's oh sake, my Dreamboat. god. You Hello, never fail to surprise nurse. me. All right. Sorry, Steveus. Next one we have is from Aiden F. Uh, to think Sonic being buck naked is a better drip than adult YouTube game. Arthur. <laughs> Sorry, Trey. <laughs> Much love. <laughs> oh. oh, you cheeky bastard. And that was $10, oh, by the way. So fuck, that was yes, so good. Sorry. You can't cut. just say, like, that's such a horrible design. It's such a fucking garbage design. I really you don't, hate You don't dark, like Peanut Arthur. Butter Gamer Arthur? I don't. And ironically <laughs> enough, if they just removed the one green piece of clothing, it would have looked just fine. But it is so embarrassing. I just hate it. Hate it. Anyway. Oh, man. So we got Jamal Simmons with $5. Happy Bee Theory Friday, everyone. Nick X Sally and Pup X Rouge forever. Have <laughs> a nice, uh, have a Nick Milk and Cirrus Milk day. Oh, but don't forget to have a nice nick milk unless it'll get in jail <laughs> then don't but, but wallace how will jamal know that he's our pal if you don't refer to him as <laughs> or because you just told him fox boy he'll probably know better if i say his name correctly <laughs> i i'm gonna be honest i can't wait God damn i it. can't wait until something terrible happens to wayne that causes him to be worked into that entire saying every friday that was so fucking oh, no. good. God damn, I was not ready for that. Well done. So Dream Boaten's back with another $2 and says, I need Pup to make the Ning th- canon th- to be theory. I'm guessing the Ning is an abbreviation of Nick Nutcracking? No, 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 no. Yeah. So yesterday on, on Twitter, I blundered on so many levels. I try to say, holy shit, Elden Ring is out tomorrow. Uh, my, f- my phone corrected it first to Walden Ring. <laughs> And then what? when I thought I had it fixed, because I said, no, 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 I'm going back, Elden, and I hit send, and it said, oh, Elder Ring is out tomorrow. And he was like, oh, is that like the Nick Ring? So he calls it the Ning. <laughs> the Ning. Oh, my God. Nick's cock ring. There we go. Perfect. Anyway. Can you imagine turn. the girth? I guess we just need another warp ring for that one, baby. Anyway, Aiden F with $2. Pup, I just realized he stole Nick's jacket. Well, he changed his clothes again. Yeah, I changed back. <laughs> and then they made... Cirrus's audience made a very... Well, they did a thing. Anyway. Yeah, they, they did what turn. they usually do. Oh, they you are streaming. Antonio Soto, uh, Soto for $10. Emerald Hill is the, hey, you know what we're about intro level. Emerald Hill is just there for season players to get all seven emeralds in the first two acts. Christ. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'd say it's a better intro for first time players. And uh, being able to get all seven emeralds is a nice extra for folks that know what they're doing. If you, uh, if, if you know your way around Sonic 2, you know better than try to go for Super Sonic anyway. Fuck you. Anyway, uh, so we got... Um, very soft, sloppy pal- checkpoint placement for that reason, though. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, our pal Jamal, uh, $10. Hey, guys, is there any news about Sonic Origins and Sonic Frontiers gameplay yet? Unfortunately, not Jamal. Uh, we 
Uh, we was all hope to see news on both games with gameplay. Klonoa franchise forever. Damn right. With the, I got to say, it was, it's funny he says that, game. though. Because before we started recording, I was like, I'm a little concerned at the fact that we haven't got any Frontiers gameplay yet, and yet we had two trailers. I'm not worried about it. I think they're waiting for the movie to do its thing and then go from there. Yeah, I'm more worried about see. Origins. I don't know why we yeah. haven't seen anything for, for Origins yet. But, I mean, if they're keeping quiet about it, fine. Just when you show us something, it better be worthwhile. At this point for Origins, they better have something outside of the five games. They just better. It better be just like fun extras or chaotics. I don't care, but they need to do something more than what they have before because, um, yeah, this is this is taking way too long. They they and, announced it way too soon. Yeah, that was very clear from the footage of Sonic Three and Knuckles. Yeah. Antonio yep. Soto sends uh, two U.S. dollars. Uh, Sonic CD is mid. There, I said it. I I have to agree. Actually, yeah, I, I got, I, yeah, I think it was good for its day, and I think it's a very interesting game to talk about even today. Is it my turn? Oh, right. you're up, Nick. Oh, yeah, I apologize, everybody. Sonic Pop with two dollars, Bingus, Bingus, <laughs> 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 oh I agree. I see, is that the search engine Robotnik uses? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next one we have is from that Jordo. Thank you for the uh, for the five dollars. Get yourselves some chinkin nuggets, uh, chinkern nugget nuggets, boys. <laughs> Lunch is on me. <laughs> what the fuck, oh Jordo? my god! What beautifully said, especially with those bees at the end there. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, uh, all right. So that was uh then we got Smacko with uh five pen pen pensioneras. Yeah. Um I'm going on vacation for two weeks, so we'll probably miss the next two episodes. So don't forget to eat your puppy nut Cheerios with your nilk. For fuck's sake, this is absolute degeneracy. You can <laughs> taste you, your Smacko. breakfast twice. <laughs> Enjoy your vacation, by the way. So why Wayne? Lederick drops sixty nine sixty nine, <laughs> saying, "Pingus." Thank you, Lederick. That's way, <laughs> you. way too, way too nice. This is this is why you are the esteemed owner of the <laughs> yeah. Pop, yeah, I, I, I didn't read a single one of these essay alert things. If you want there's a long, a if you want it. a long topic, you need to be ready for us to talk. I'm sorry, dude. Um, there's a reason why I put that in the chat, and I didn't want to say it out loud. But okay, go ahead, read Sonic Bot. Uh, Ten dollars, <laughs> Westopolis. Well, whatever, fuck you. Uh, Westopolis to me feels pretty all right level design wise. It does all right job showing the player the do's and don'ts of game alignment system. It's just the repeat playthroughs kill it. Um, I didn't uh, hate the it the first and time. Don't, don't play this game. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Do play I don't, something else. Don't play the game. I don't. I don't think Westopolis feels fine as a as a level. Like even just going from point A to point B, it it just feels bland. Point A to point B and, feels boring. Everything else feel you feel tired by the end of the fucking level. That's not good for Sonic Shadow included. I'm sorry. Nope. Yeah. 
Uh, next one is also from SonicBot for $20. A seaside Hill is a good level in my eyes as it shows which formation to use in certain situations and shows mechanics you'll be using later. The go-kart isn't that intrusive as both are opportunities to get bonuses. I, I understand that. I Opportunities to get bonuses uh, don't matter to me if I don't enjoy the gameplay that leads there. But I can, I can understand people liking Seaside Hill. My problems are the length, uh, the fact that I had to go through it as Team Chaotix at one point. Um, and to be honest, like it, at the very least, showing the formations, I can understand that. But I, I just still don't enjoy it. I just don't enjoy it as a level. Wallace? Um, yeah, uh, so then we got Sonic Bot with $5. A tropical Resort is just a straight line. It's pretty straight line, but it's a straight line. <laughs> It's kind of boring to replay for the most part, and I think you and I are kind of on the same page there. I disagree with that, to be I, fair. But. I disagree with that. I think me and Pup are on the same page on that one. I mean, we are, too. Right. That's, that was in my top five. I, I really like Tropical Resort, but hey, each their own. That's why these lists are fun to talk about. Uh, yep. Antonio Soto. With uh, two that's dollars. me. I'm up. Oh, I I'm apologize. Up. <laughs> Antonio <laughs> Soto in with the $2. Green Hill is dead. Long live Sand Hill. All right, now it's your turn. Anyway, Chris Lennox. Not going to lie, I really love Neo Green Hill Zone from Sonic Advance. Yeah, maybe we'll do the handhelds at some point. I mean, we certainly didn't cover every single one. We we tried our best to keep as streamlined as possible. Yeah. Next one we have is from SonicBot. Thank you for the $2. And Leafy uh, Leafstorm is pretty fun. Okay. I like it, but I prefer Plant Kingdom. I don't remember it too well. These are the Rush uh, games. Yeah, I know. I, 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 oh, okay. Rush one. Yeah, I have. I don't think I've played those. Uh, well, uh, Mr. SP with ten dollars. Angel Island blew my mind as a kid. It starts with Supersonic getting the ever-loving emeralds knocked out of him, and it keeps up that ambitious level design all the way to the end. I agree. And then we've got Mr. Krabs with uh, oh, one dollar no. ninety-nine saying, "Unhand my pingus." Oh, you would... Evil Dalek. <laughs> Man, I really had to go to a lot of... Just, I had to go to a lot of courses to figure out how to say that correctly, but I finally got there. <laughs> uh, gave us uh, pound 79. Give me a pound anytime, Dalek. Hey, can you guys say Pingus for Tony the Bugbear? Pingus? Pingus! 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 <laughs> oh, man. You well, know, for the longest time, I used to think it was Pignas. <laughs> I was reading it wrong. No! For the longest time, I had no idea what the fuck it was referring to. But <laughs> you you were not a uh, a child of the YouTube poop era. Uh, <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> I remember seeing P uh, the YouTube poop for the first time. Like, this is the dumbest shit ever. And only when I got older, I look back at something like this. Shit's actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> never, uh, never underestimate the power of the dinner blaster. It, it's an acquired taste, Dinner. which basically means it tastes like shit, but I've come to like it. Yep. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I think we're all caught up with everything. This has been an extra hearty episode of Sunset City. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Uh, and yeah, drop your list in, in comments and let us know too, because it's definitely a far more interesting discussion than I gave it credit for, even when we start talking about it during Fortnite. But yeah. Uh, if you want to find us, 
Um, I'm going to be putting up a new video in just a few minutes here. Uh, the new episode of Speed Reading for Everybody over on Game Apologist. Pop, what are, what are you doing these days? I'm actually right now working on a video which is every, not every, but the top 10 Spider-Man fight scenes from the live action films. So uh, be there or be, be aware. <laughs> Serious. I am stuck in prison. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to support Cirrus at all, he is currently doing another subathon right now. He is live over on twitch.tv slash Necosurus. So go give him your love if you want to keep hanging out with him for a while. And money. And I, money. Have, I have been live for four of my days. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Fort yeah, Nick. I, yeah. yeah, Fort Nick. Oh, it's the next one. Nick. <laughs> Anyway, oh my God. Wayne, what are you up to? Uh, I'm working on my review of Sonic 2. I was really going to try to have it out like on a weekly basis, but um, I, I, it's just not happening right now, man. Uh, but I'm hoping that next uh, Sunday it will go live for everybody. We'll, we'll see how things go. Nice. Before we go, we do have a couple other things I do want to address real quick. First off, I did give some shit to Certified Nobody, but I did want to say at the end here, happy early birthday. They said this was their last episode of Sunset City before they turn 18. So enjoy adulthood. It's all downhill from here. Down Green Hill. Here from here. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other bit... Green Hill, more like downhill. But the other bit, because uh, Certified did bring this up last time we were uh, streaming was uh, what's happening with the audio stuff. And I'm happy to tell you guys, uh, we didn't get everything done last night, but all four of us boys got together. It was the middle of the night for me, and we uh, put our heads together, and we got a lot of these things ready to go. We're almost done with them. I'm going to try and roll out a few per day, if not all of them. My goal is by this time next week, you will have everything up to date in audio format, and the best news of it all, before I went to bed last night, I figured out the Apple problems. So we're going to be on Apple Podcasts as well. So by this time next week, we'll be up to date. You won't have to wait super long for those uh, these episodes to show up on any of your streaming services, Spotify, Apple, whatever it is. I don't, I can't even name all of them. So there you go. Sorry for the delay, but we're making it as, as accessible as possible. So thank you for your patience there, guys. And that's that's all I got. All right. So I guess is that everything?